This is another episode of Bears Beats and Bailey. And here, you know, we just basically talk about, you know, um, the, the latest as far as TV shows, movies, um, on the occasion, music, you know, I mean, little pop culture stuff. You know, just, just things that, you know, um, are, are on the note, you know I mean? That's on the pulse that people probably just want to know if it's worth checking out or worth diving into or not, right? So in today's episode, we have um, actually a TV show and a series, but a web series, basically, along with three films, three movies, right? So right. the TV show in question will be the final season of CW's Black Lightning. Right. Yeah. And web series is a show, a, a Trimbegonian show, a superhero show called Bachak Man. Right. Afterwards, we will talk about Rat of Man, which is the newest um, Guy Ritchie film and right. the... I believe it's the third or the fourth um, pairing between Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham. Okay. Uh, afterwards, we will talk about The Conjuring, The Devil Maybe Do It. Right. This is the, not the third film in the Conjuring universe, but the third film in the Conjuring series, the film series, as in, you know, starring Patrick Wil- Wilson and Vera Farmiga. So basically, it's the third entry in that, but it's part of the whole, you know, so the cinematic universe basically you know involve any paranormal you know what i mean and demons and exorcisms and stuff like that right and uh and, and possessed dolls and all kind of stuff right and last but not least and i know this movie came out you know before the conjuring you know the devil maybe do it but i had a i had a small time with a little film called spiral right from the book of saw right um this is the the return to the saw series which he thought died yeah, I really used the term died uh, with the the um, with the film Jigsaw from 2017. Um, and I will I will share my thoughts. Well, in in terms of that, I'll share my thoughts on in, actually in terms of these horror films. I'm gonna close things off with. I'll talk about um, how I feel about these series themselves, and yeah. you know where where the where each series is going, basically, right? <laughs> right. So speaking of series, now let's open with um, with Black Lightning, um, season yeah. four, right? Um, this is one of you know the CW superhero shows. You know, I mean, basically in part of the Arrowverse. So um, right around the time when you know, um, well, you know, when when Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow and all this stuff was doing their thing, um, and of course Supergirl. You know, yeah. they you know this 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 show dropped right, Black Lightning, right? And just to kick things off, I just want to talk about. Um, just how we approach the series itself, right? Um, I, I believe we, we've, we've covered all three seasons, well, the, the three seasons up to this one thus far, right? Right. And I still believe that the, the third season is the best. Um, uh, and not yeah, just because yeah. well, it, it, it springs up from, um, you know, the, the, the big um, Arrowverse crossover, that's the Crisis on Infinite Earths. 
right. but it just had such a great villain in terms of Wayne Brady, right? Being Grave Digger. Yeah. Just no, such me, a fantastic villain. Man. Yeah, yeah. For me, overall, Black Lightning has been better than DCW because of the format. Um, better than the rest of DCW shows, simply because it's a shorter format. Like, at face value, you'll say, oh, it gets in less time, therefore it's inferior, or something like that. And well, if you read and see anything, then yes, the answer is yes. It's, it is, it, it, it kind of taken an L or two um, in that sense. But Quality-wise, I think Black Lightning has been pong for pong one of the better series uh, overall, right? Because, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Because like the reason why Flash like constant, consistently shifted the bed since season season four, uh, well season three I would argue, uh, is because just the format just so goddamn long. It's like yeah, twenty some odd episodes. It's like yeah, why do they have less episodes like the thing? Like we know the answer because money, but like you cannot make an effort now, like whoever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, then another thing about Black Lightning, just before we, we finish, um, continue, you continue your talk about this thing, is that because Black Lightning, it's just a good time, you know, Black Lightning, it just so happened to come at the same time Black Panther came out, right? Black Lightning yes. premiered, Black Lightning premiered what? It, it, like the, the, like about a month before Black Panther was released? I, 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 I believe so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so about uh, around that time. I was like, yeah, okay, we get what they're doing there. But for the most part, uh, you know, is it like to me? I it has been pong for pong one of the better shows. It's it's well thought out. They're actually like thinking ahead of time. They're actually doing all the things that I suggest they do for the other shows. It's like, hey, if you're doing this, and then the next season you should do this, and then you should do this and do this and make it have it make sense and have it sit down with it. Whilst with, with the other shows, they don't give a shit. Just half exactly. right? Especially Flash. Yeah? Flash has been really <laughs> like really like. You know, I messed this wrong. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly have not even started watching this new season. I will. Yeah. I will. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, no. I'm, I'm Flash. My, my, my sweet time. Yeah, I've, I've I got burnt with the last season. I got yeah, I've, I've, I've had zero interest in Flash. Well, to be fair, they kind of pulling, they kind of pulling and, and front loaded everything with the new Superman and Lois series, which is going pretty good. Um, I've really enjoyed it so far, especially with the, it had a little character reveal recently, which was pretty awesome. Um, but yeah. Uh, Black Lightning has been doing a good job with the new material. Anyway, tell me about this new season, man. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we will talk more about the, the, the series as a whole because, yeah, this is the final season. So, at the end of this review, you know, we'll just do like, you know, just a, um, just like a basically final opinion of the whole series, right? So, this picks up right where we, we left off, basically, where Gravedigger was defeated. Um, this war against the Markovians, that's this um, country, this, this yeah. basically this country that was trying to invade the town of Freeta, uh, Freeland, sorry, and, you know, basically just trying to acquire a bunch of metas, right? So, basically, people like Flash who have, you know, powers, but they're not aliens like, see, Super Gear, right? Um, in the process, um, the chief, the police chief, Bill Henderson, is shot, right? And he dies. Yeah. And we open up now with, you know, one year later <clears throat> and basically our hero, um, Black Lightning, who is played by um, Jefferson Pierce, oh, sorry, Jeff, a.k.a. Jefferson Pierce, um, he is just feeling that, that weight of, you know, his, his best friend that basically dying, right? Yeah. And as a result, he once again hangs up the, the, the costume, right? And this is basically a team that, that runs throughout this show, the idea of, you know, even if you don't have the costume on, are you still Black Lightning? And if you have right. those powers, or if you don't have the powers, which again to, um, is it, you know, are you still worthy of being this hero, right? But yeah, basically, he um, he's still mourning the death of his friend. Um, everyone else is pretty much moving on. So his his two daughters, who you know go by the alias um, um, Lightning, that's the youngest. Yeah, and Thunder, 
who also goes by Blackbird because she also has a, a second alias, this more kind of, you know, dark clothing, you know, um, mask over she feels kind of, you know, um, vigilante basically, right? But she's more to the ground basically just trying to, you know, just trying to protect matters and, you know, impoverished people in the in the, in the area. Because, yeah, basically um, things are going to shit once again, you know, I mean, just a lot of crime, a lot of violence, stuff like that. And then our boy, um, Tobias Wheel, returns now because, yeah, yeah he, he wasn't really in the third season. He shows up near the end and we didn't really know what plan he was coming up with. But, yeah, the plan is clear now because basically in a nutshell he wants to become Mia and yeah he he orchestrates this 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 really elaborate plan to do so but at the same time he also wants to get rid of the pieces like once and fall he wants to wipe them out right and he knows who well he always knew well he he knew eventually that jefferson was black lightning right but he, he, throughout the series he learned about um about everybody else right speaking of everybody else um there's also the mom um you know well basically it's um it's jefferson's uh ex-wife basically because, yeah, something that I honestly forgot that, you know, they, they divorced, basically. Yeah. Uh, but it is there, basically, for their two daughters, right? So, um, Lynn, who is this um, this doctor, this, well, scientist, basically, uh, from the last season, she got, she became addicted to uh, injecting herself with meta powers, with genes, basically, right? Which they acquired from the metas themselves, right? Because they had them, you know, basically... Um, stored basically right just just hidden away and we're doing you know experiments on them right so yeah she would just kind of inject herself and just be this kind of human guinea pig you know what i mean like you yeah. know I mean how how to handle the, the metagene and all that kind of stuff right um even tobias does the same thing too so he could actually like deflect um you know black lightning's powers as well right but in a nutshell, what it is about now is that, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, Tobias has this plan basically to basically, well, to, to rule, you know, Freetown, um, Freeland, if you will. I keep saying Freetown, right? Um, but, you know, there's this drama with, um, with, with Jefferson him, himself, who just does not want to be Black Lightning anymore. He runs afoul of the police ever so often. He goes a little too far, actually, by, you know, attacking, you know, um, you know gang members. And when I say gang members, I'm talking about the 100 gang, basically. Or is it the 101? I think it's the 100 gang, basically, who is run by the, the second antagonist in the series, um, Lala, right? Uh, yeah, he, he shows up again. He still has that power where he's able to basically suck people's, um, well, I want to say, for lack of a better term, souls, basically. And sometimes he could draw them out and he could talk to them, but, you know, he's the only one who sees them now. So, yeah, he, he wants to rule Freeland as well, but, you know, it's like, I, I want to take down Tobias, right? And while all this is going on, uh, Lightning, no, she is going through her little drama as well because she learns that, you know, she could acquire more of her power, basically, um, through something called the ionosphere, right? So just this section of space that she could go up to right. and basically she'll just acquire all these powers, right? Just just kind of boost her, her, her powers up, right? But the problem is, is that if she overdoes it now, you know what I mean? She basically shuts down, right? She stops flying, she gets weaker and all that kind of stuff, right? And something happens, which I will get into in my review itself, kind of spoiler-free, um, that, that like truly affects her, right? And yeah, that that's really what it is, right? And just everything kind of coming full circle, basically. Um, especially the con the the conflict between Jeff um, Jefferson and Tobias, because yeah, pretty much that's how it all started. Because if you remember years ago, um, Tobias like brutally um beat his um Jefferson's dad to death, and that's where basically you know Jefferson just had this um this grudge against um Tobias, right? And I'll stop here. 
So, um, still for me, um, season three is the the best, right? Just just getting it all the way, right? Um, but I would say, you know, just in terms of what you said about how um how tighter the, the seasons are with, with Black Lightning, which is true because we don't get 23 episodes like Flash yeah. or, you know, Bla- yeah. um, or Arrow, right? But, you know, we get like a tight 16 or whatever, right? But in this case, we get 13. And um, uh, uh, apart from a few pacing issues and a few um, story arcs, which I felt didn't really matter in the long run, um, this was still a solid season, man. And I would say this was a rather satisfying way to end the series, right? Um, so just just to get the, the, the good out of the way, um, everybody still comes through and does their thing. I mean, um, Chris, or Chris, sorry, Chris Williams, he still shines as Jefferson. He, he really nails the whole, I'm a dad, I'm a, I'm a principal at this school, but I'm also trying to be this vigilante. But, you know, I, I just really don't want to do this anymore because I'm tired and I'm fed up, right? And, you know, you have characters like, say, James Rima, who, um, you know, yeah. he's a tech guy, basically. So he designs the suits and, you know, <laughs> they always they always make it out like he is the guy who just knows how to figure out everything. Like any little technical situation that they find themselves into, they always work their way around it, right? So, yeah, he's there as well. There's a subplot involving him and an old flame who is working for this comp- corporation that wants to, incorpor- um, wants to introduce these high-powered um, rifles that, you know, so basically they're gonna like arm the police with them now. So the plan is that they have a chance against the matters now. You know what I mean? Like just like a one shot, one kill kind of vibe, right? Um which ultimately I find didn't really go as far as it should, but you know, in terms of just getting James Rima himself to just have his own story arc, yeah, it, it, it was fine, it was fine, it was fine. Um Nafisa Williams, right, who who plays um Thunder. She has her own little subplot as well too. It involves her girl, well, actually girlfriend too and wife because yeah, they actually got married in the third season, but they didn't really make it official right. until in this season here, right? But yeah, um well, forget to mention another another subplot. So Tobias ends up acquiring this um emitter basically that could shut down and basically disable any any metal's powers right so yeah um lightning gets affected as well um i wouldn't well i'll get to kind of what happens there but particularly thunder and her girlfriend slash wife who calls herself wild basically her powers is that well she's a she could basically like turn into anyone but in her case she could turn into this um this is it a another panther uh, a leopard, basically. She could turn into a leopard, right? But she also could fight and stuff like that, right? So, yeah, basically, it, their powers are shut down. But Wild is like, well, you know what? I, I kind of like the fact that I don't have to worry about powers and, you know, my life being ruined because of these powers and all that kind of stuff. But, no, well, Thunder's like, no, I want my powers back. So, that's a nice little conflict there, right? Um, I forgot to mention, my boy, Jordan Calloway, returns as Painkiller. And I've seen this one time um we we need to have a painkiller spin-off like as okay. soon as yeah, um I, I know that there was uh although i didn't see it all i'll actually i'll, I'll talk about it now i was hearing through the grapevine that they were working on a pilot like um okay so i don't know what the term is but basically is 
you know, you just make the pilot, and whether it's greenlit or not, it's just there, right? So if it's greenlit, it, it's a show, it, you see it, but if it's not, then, you know, it's like whatever, right? So that's how it is. Right. But I have a feeling that they actually worked that into the season because you literally have an episode called Painkiller, right? Right. What and is, term, the, the term for it, well, I, I think the term for it, if, if it's anything, it's called Backdoor Pilot. That's it. That's it. Yes. Backdoor yeah. Pilot. That's right. it. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, and it shows up right in the middle of the season here. So, I have a feeling it's that. But what I was worried about was that it was just going to be a full episode about him and we won't see him again. But actually, he does come in in the second half of the, of the series, which, sorry, of the season, which I, I totally dug, right? But yeah, here, basically, he's still dealing with this dual identity thing and how they show it here because they kind of brought it up in the um, in the third season that she had a great fight scene involving his good and bad side and they played the tribe called quest oh my god and no. uh, well as i said my review that just blew my mind i just never heard a tribe called quest song used in a fight scene at work and for me um just just to touch quickly on uh, on 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 painkiller as a character he just like like um Tobias Wheel with characters that grew on me over time. Like yeah. first season I didn't really care for, for him. Like, you know, he was the love interest for um uh, for, for Lightning's character, right? But the, sorry, I keep saying Lightning's character, right? Um for for Jennifer, right? That that's a yeah. name, right? But and then afterwards, you know, he he couldn't walk, and you know the the thing with the spine, and you know the yeah, it's, bias, it's, it's, it's really ripped off his spine and stuff. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's a it's a picky character. He's a picky yeah. character. Yes, he does yeah. and they had to come up with an excuse for why he did. Exactly. So, yes. you know, first season, I was like, nah, I'm really not feeling this guy, Dredd. And then Second that fake Ross was no. Yeah, exactly. Second season was when they really started to make him the villain now. So, you know, he might well go as far as actually kill his mom and all that kind of stuff. I was like, whoa, yeah. you know what I mean? But the third season, that's when it kind of set up that, oh, there's the good get, um, side inside of him. Um, literally inside of him and it's just this like the two halves basically fighting each other inside of his mind and you know it made for a great character that I actually end up liking even more you know what I mean um, but we, yeah but with this season with sorry with this um, episode here in particular it's basically yeah showing where he's at right now um, him basically trying to overcome or I should say disable something called a kill code right so basically that is what kind of have the two halves split right but once the kill code is disabled then he'll be back to normal right and while he's doing well while while he has to deal with that yeah he's also a kick-ass assassin as well you know what i mean just just doing jobs right so pick tick tick of him like um like how hawkeye was ruining in you know the Avengers right. films, right? That's what he is. He's just that guy who goes and stops bad guys, and he gets to beat people up, and looks awesome. And what makes it awesome is because he is doing his own stunts. So you know, it's that like they're gonna just cut to you know like a medium or wide where you know is a stunt man. You see him a lot in these fights, Jen. And just to touch about touch on the fights quickly. They picked some of the best music imaginable for his fight scenes. I heard a mob deep song. They actually do a little Luke Cage thing. They actually pull out a Wu Tang clan song. I talking about from Entity Wu Tang to its Chambers. They they bring right. out they bring out Protect Your Neck. They bring out Protect right. Your Neck for no yeah. Uh, yeah they bring out Protect Your Neck for a fight scene, and it was just badass too. And where they actually took his character to the very end, though, I I dug as well. And one thing I really really dug also too was how they show the duality. So it starts off with kind of them in a room, in a sort of like a Japanese architecture type room. There. So you have the you have the bad you know painkiller you know talking 
have like a distortion with his voice. The other one talks normal and he dresses in white. The other guy dresses in black. And ever so often they will choose, okay, I will just take over this body. You know, I'll take over your body. So, you know, when I do my move, which is basically injecting it with this venom, you know, I could either leave you, I could either let you die, or I could just inject you with some anti-venom and yeah, you know, you, you, you come true Scott Frieda. So I love how they play that. And just, just, just the back and forth between the two work for me. And, you know, just Jordan himself, like he really does shine. He really does own this character, right? And I really will love to see him get a spin-off. I need out it, but I yeah. love it too, right? And really, well, actually... The problem, the problem is that because they do a big rehaul of everything with the whole crisis thing and... Because they, all of this exists on one earth now, right? Like, that's the whole point of it. But yeah. because the, the quote-unquote rehaul of the tri- crisis was really just to give the new Superman show all the money, right? So that's why yeah, I don't know. expect the new show to get a green light. Like, look, if the kid, if he, if he charismatic enough, great, but uh, I've seen it happening. Yeah, uh, and speaking of, of crisis, do they do, you know, make little references or two to other characters like there's there's literally a moment where they could have show flash but you know he doesn't show it's just oh right. you know what i mean i know a guy who lives in central city it's it's, it's that right, right, um, right. also bring up the league of assassins we so have a character by the name of ishmael who literally is a black ninja right like an african-american ninja guy like literally he right. dresses like that old those old 80s military camouflage-esque kind of ninja gobs yeah. um and at first i was like okay this is so one thing that the, the, the show does well, I, I would defend the show for this, right? It always embraces its black exploitation, right? I would all yeah, I would exactly. and call this thing a neo black exploitation show, right? Yeah. Where you would have characters who, you know, at first glance might be kind of outlandish, like, hey, there's a black ninja, and hey, there's a you know, a, a, a gangster called Lala, and you know, he talks yeah. like he's something out of from a from a seventies movie, but he's tough and really uber evil. You know what I mean? But it it because it the show just kind of knows how to balance it well. It works right, and yeah, like so even somebody like you know this Ishmael character, you know, worked for me, and he actually got a really cool fight with um with uh Painkiller, which was dope. But I won't spoil anything beyond that. Um, something that well kind of weirded me out at first this is like my minor spoiler right is that halfway into the show they actually replace um jennifer's character um lightning they end up bringing in somebody new to to, to fill her shoes now there's an explanation behind it but basically in a nutshell it involves the iron of ionosphere and she got sucked into it and then well right. somebody else kind of came in now. okay so i heard i heard about this because like the real actress a little of the kind of i wasn't sure what, what exactly happened exactly but she Kind of off the deep end because if you if you on TikTok and she's like a big like religious conservative type no? I don't know that. Um, yeah, well, I know in, in like um oh gosh there was this um that is the what shall I call it the DC was what, what is it boy the, the old showcase that they had last year the, the online thing fandom right? right yeah there was this interview thing you know the the panel and you know she kept just mentioning you know faith in god faith in god yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like okay yeah yeah you're yeah. religious which is cool you know cool you know what i mean no, no, she, but she's yeah. like oh, she's like getting to arguments like she's that type oh, of religion. so it's okay, like oh okay. I, could, I could tell anybody watch make a hypothesis and <laughs> like all right um i didn't know she was that <laughs> I, I watch it she, she was a tech all, all right i do it as a god thing so i got skip you what did she face and like she's looking for Billy. It's like, oh, that's a chick from Black Lightning, great. And it's like, it's just a weird religious crap. She pushed it on people. They're like, oh, okay. But, but, uh, understand the quarantine and it, it, it just had people thinking, you know, the pandemic has just had people thinking, but 
come on, pe- people, you know, we, we don't need to, to hear every single view you have about the world, right? You know what I mean? Like 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 a Gina Carano for some, or, or something like that, right? Anyway, moving on, right? So, yes, <laughs> character got replaced there, but they, 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 they set it up at first, like, oh, she was reborn. I wouldn't see right. how it happens as one as this new character. It's, yeah, it's a mini comic that I'm familiar with. So, like, okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, it was okay. It was it was in the comic. Okay, cause yeah, that's I, I was like, okay, so midway into the end, into into the the, the final season, you all gonna do this kind of beat and switch and bring in a new actor. You know what I mean? Like, like, come right. on, right? But no, but, I, I, but but I, I, but they rectify it in the end, and it was very 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 satisfying. It it makes more sense now how it plays out in the final episode but it still kind of leaves it open as to okay the possibility of it happening again that that's all i'll say but it was still off like like because in my yeah. mind it was like okay she going to be this new this new chick is she going to be for the rest of the show and you know like just just talk quickly acting wise she's okay and yeah. they have moments where she's like well you know i'm not like how i was before and you know that kind of stuff now but Still, it was just like kind of off-putting there, but how they work it out, I was saying the end was was satisfying, but still kind of like why it's, it's, like like why do this in the first place? Yeah, now? yeah, it's one of those it's one of those too little too late things I find. It's like if it wasn't the last season, then I could kind of understand why they might do it. But again, she she self might be a, a, a problem child on, on set now. That was spec happen, so yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Which is kind of weird too, because well, I mean the 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 actress who plays her sister, well, I mean the the, the sister character is you know openly gainer, right? And right. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I I, I just always feel like there's this you know respect right. going on, so it's yeah. like we I don't have to step on your toes as long as you yep. step on mine. That kind of vibe, now. but yeah, yeah. I was telling about TikTok and what she's doing. It's like okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, also, yeah, Tobias Wheel. I've, I've got to mention him, you know, played by Marvin Jones, aka uh, Marvin Jones, the third, aka Crondon, right? Um, this man has impressed me, like, continues to impress me as yeah. this as this robot. I, I like at first, you know, in the first season, he was just that that guy that you just love to hate now because he's just so brutish and tough and evil and just you know, um. Yeah. Brutal at times now, but over the, the this this season the series basically he just grew and for me he's like one of my favorite villains in the Arrowverse hands down trend. And um it really do get some great moments involving him and Jefferson because remember is the, the final night, is the final moments with them now, you know what I mean? And just seeing how his plan kind of comes together is great as well. And just him in general, this this like really growing as an actor Jed. so like for me if there's one thing i could take out take away from the show here is yeah tobias wheeljet and just the actor who plays him um another favorite character who shows up is the character of uh, of tc right um technocraft which is a character that i really enjoyed in the third season he was this black kid who he, who basically could like um how to describe his power he could basically communicate with tech any tech, whether it's a phone or, comp- or a computer, or whatever, and basically know what's going on in the computer. Like if it's, you know, if it's working properly, or if it's detects something, all that kind of stuff, now, right? And yeah, he he comes back as well to basically to help out, um, to help out Jennifer, you know, with with this stuff with the ionosphere and all that kind of stuff. And they do hint at a possible kind of romantic relationship between the two, um, which is even weirder now when the new chick comes in. But you know, it, it would be right. And then that though. 
Um, as for flaws, I mean, it's still a CW show, so yes, you will get the the, the CW style of um of you know of of visual effects and you know filming right. and all that kind of stuff. I will lie though, like like going into this to the first episode, like I had to rewire my brain because you know it was. I mean, I just watched like two MCU movies, sorry, two MCU shows, right? So it's like, well, we going back to CW, huh? Okay, right. We 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 still do this kind of you know, budget kind of thing, right? But to be fair, I mean, the direction is, is still solid. Um, dialogue, solid as well. Music choices, excellent as well. And this is one thing the show really needs as well in terms of, you know, it's blackness basically, right? Um, you would have, you know, like these um, soul songs from the 70s and 60s, right? But you also have like rap songs from the 80s, 90s and upwards, right? And they just have a way of just kind of blending those errors together, right? Um, also, just before I wrap up now, they, they do touch on Black Lives Matter. Uh, there's actually one particular moment where they, it literally stops to, to, to show you the possibility of it happening in Freeland. And I felt like it was a really sloppy moment. It just kind of felt like, right. oh, we just have to kind of let audiences know, yes, we're aware that Black Lives Matter exists. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. let's show, you know, random shots of, you know, riots that took place last year. But I was like, well, oh gosh, in the context of the show, it, right. it really didn't look, you know what I mean? It, yeah. But I do That's get why they did it. Yeah, it, it, it just, they just fit it in, in the wrong way. Um, and even used um, hers, right, the singer song. Um, I think the name of the song is I Can't Breathe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, that, that's the song that won her, her, her first Grammy, if I'm not mistaken. And I mean, it's a cool, I mean, I love the song, eh, but just how they work it into the show is like, uh, I don't yeah. really know, right? <laughs> yeah. um, also, what else, what else, what else? And yeah, just uh, in, including the, the the finale itself, um, solid, to, totally, totally dug it. Um, it's not perfect, it but it does leave room for you know more things that could happen in the future. And you know, I don't know what the the plan is with the Arrowverse if they're gonna at least have some of these side characters show back up in other shows, like see a Flash or a super well not supergirl but i don't know like legends of tomorrow or something right I think that's, that's, what, that's what yeah. i suspect might happen so when you follow to the show it's still it, they clearly would have a couple actors or whoever it is will stay on point and say okay you could go into legends of tomorrow or whatever it is but again i don't know the fallout from from the the the, 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 the focus on the new superman show this kind of man everything because because of the nature of the superman show kind of hard to cross over with anything um so that's why i, I can't see how you know any of the this, this this stuff could go forward because even right. even all the all flash and batwoman and them kind of to me on the cutting room floor now too now like i can easily see all these shows ending as well i would mm. be surprised i mean only flash could stick, stick around because flash was so successful in the past but again flash shit in the bed for a hot minute fl- now. but flash needs to end man like i yeah, think flash, like flash i think like bed, i think flash, um sorry I, like i think that they're trying to do the the um the supernatural thing or I should say the the, the um the smallville thing where smallville thing, it could just go yeah. just a few more seasons right and exactly. we go a few more and a few more and then you realize we we're on what fifteen seasons you know what yeah, I mean yeah. like come on stop exactly yeah. so I, but I do think it was a mistake going to, to be honest I find the show should have ended on season six like the show that it could have easily end on season six season six would have been perfect to end the show but whatever agreed agreed yeah, yeah. anyway as I right. say the but, but, problem, yeah. anyway the problem is that because the Superman show is so all encompassing not only it, it's it's very high budget but the actual quality of the show is like really high you know? so it's taking up everything you know? so i can't see anything any other show taking over that, that this this new show gonna be the foundation for any crossover if, if they will be happening and i can't see any of these actors sticking around because the, the nature of the show change um yeah. whatever we'll see 
Right, right, right. But yeah, that's just in close with the, with the final episode. This will satisfy and please fans. Um, I was I was certainly pleased, even though getting yeah. there was was a little on the bumpy side of things, right? But you know, it's your final season, so you have to kind of wrap things up and you know stuff that you, you probably would have want to explore in another season. You kind of have to you know do here and kind of rush things so yes it does have a bit of a rush feel ever so often though but where where it comes where, where it all ends yeah I, I was satisfied man and it does leave the, the door open basically for you know these characters to to go into other shows which i would love to see um you know like see a legends or something like that you know what i mean um, particularly with um the, the pieces themselves right um and that well you know I, I should also see painkiller as well i think that he he could he could make for a good you know, um, anti-hero in, in that world, right? But as a whole, though, just just this season, um, it was it was decent. It was a decent way to end things off. Um, personally, I would have loved it to go for one more season. Like just right, me too. end it at a five. I mean, just, a just make yeah. it full five. But, but I, yeah. I, I was I was making the argument that to be four or five is perfect to end a show. To be honest, like that is what show should get. Don't go beyond that. Right, right, right. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I like also too that you know it it doesn't really waste any time. It's not um like really trying to how to say it's 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 not like trying to add a whole bunch of new things. It's just basically kind of taking you know basically what was the you know basic points of you know the show itself, the series itself now, and just wrapping it up as as neat as possible. And for the most part, I think that they they, they got through right. So rating wise, I would give this a lighter, decent three and a half out of five. Yeah. Um, I think that if you are a fan, you will you do, you will you will enjoy it, right? Um, don't don't let the beat and switch that I mentioned with Jennifer throw you off entirely, because um, yeah, they they were playing a real dangerous game because <laughs> you know people probably would have just like left the show as soon as that moment happened. Eh? But I stuck yeah. through. I, was, I stuck through just to see how how things play out, and yeah, yeah I was satisfied how things play out. That's all I say. Um, if it's if it's anything like the comic, then I, it's not that bad of an idea. But the problem is that you, you don't switch actresses midstream. That's a big, like general big no no no. You gotta exactly. get, figure out a way to get rid of them. You know, you know, drum them out of the show. You you slowly but surely get rid of them, and then they think. But when they instantly do that, that that is some real real poochie from the Simpsons kind of foolishness now. Bad, <laughs> but whatever. Oh my god! Wow, that oh my god! Like kids ask their parents about poochie. Kids ask the parents, right? It's it's yeah. the template. It's the template for for when the creators like stop giving a fuck about something. It's almost always that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I just like actually remember the episode when it yeah. happened. But yeah. anyway, so just as a whole, um, <laughs> everybody's make everybody was making Gina Carano jokes with that. Uh, yeah, you know, she not gonna be that. Yeah, she just died yeah. on her way to to, to Alderaan. <laughs> Yeah. So as a whole with this show here, um, you know, just just Black Lightning as a whole, I would say that this is well, is and will destined will be destined to be um an underrated gem as far yeah. as you know all these superhero shows go, right? Like I know it has some people who just don't like it because they find it you know the tone is uneven, they find you know it's um it it feels like some sort of nineties, you know, superhero show. You know, be like you know, like a super force or a mantis. No, um, I, I I totally so disagree. Totally disagree with that, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah it, it it does at times have that sort of goofy nineties vibe to it, right? Yeah, it, especially I, costumes and the visual well, effects. Yeah. Well, well, see about the show is that I felt I felt personally they just didn't get enough of a budget to, to express themselves properly. But I felt okay, they did yeah. their own thing, like for the most yeah. part. Like I I can't be mad at any. Because it's like, yeah, they just do their own thing. And to me, but ultimately, this stuff, this goofy nonsense, you gotta give it a budget. 
you can't like you know get away with this nonsense sorry to say it you had to spend your money you had to you know get your quality and then you could sell after the factor right okay. until you okay. do that right that is 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 the secret sauce to this right right that you know that nothing else does work and yeah. it's unfortunate that how they shouldn't really get a big budget. We could we could speculate as to why <clears throat> black people, but whatever, uh-huh. right? <laughs> yeah. Whatever, it's fine. But yeah, you're you're right. This this is something. This is a show that really could have benefited with a bigger budget, though. But um, you know, I mean they 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 use what it is they had, and yeah, they they, they you know they use it very very well in my opinion. Um, they got great yeah. performances, really likable characters, I would say. And you know, just one thing as a whole, as I think the show why why the show will 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 last, right? Will have longevity. Is because yeah, it's it's African Americans, you know what I mean? Just being superheroes, right? And that's something that you yes, I mean we know we have Blade, we have Black Panther and Orchestra, but you don't normally see black superheroes on network television, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And relatable, real, real characters, right? Um yeah. I even applaud how they, they kept things contemporary and kept yeah. in, you know, kept, you know, um, you know, in terms of social issues. I mean they they, they kept their air to the ground, they they knew yeah. how to tap into certain things. Um at, at times it could feel a little heavy handed, but you know, it, it does have a lot of heart and, and soul to it, you know what I mean? No, I, and, uh, yeah. I if it's anybody I would like to see get a, a career or a job after all of this as well the, the show run of the show. Um, I, I felt he made so yeah, many. Um, Salim, Salim Akal, um, Akil. Yeah, I, I yeah. felt he made so many. Like seriously, you no. Know, I, I like would love if Disney hire him, Marvel hire him for there for some project in the future or something like that. You know, like something because he, I felt they, they made so many. He made so many great decisions for what he with what he had. He yes. made it work. Um, none of it. What what was smart about the, the, the character development overall in Black Lightning is just they actually like you know address a lot of like typical superhero things that I always hated. Like you know he have. He kind of get past his shit, and they actually like, you know, you know, um, evolve some of the argumentation about what a square should be if it if it happening now, right? Yeah, so and, and in just... particular, sorry to cut it, and in particular, um, yeah, the idea of yeah being married, do you know what I mean? Like, look at how yeah, yeah, yeah. being black like did affect his marriage, right? Like, look at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, but they, they just made the, the premise of him just being a grown ass man. Like, yeah, he's a grown ass man, but he's still a superhero, and they don't make it dumb now. Um, and I can't be mad at any of it, and that's it. Um, anyway, yeah, agreed, agreed. Rated. So, so wrapping up, wrapping up. Well, you know, rated for the for the whole show. Get into it, right? Um, but really and truly, what what I what I talk about the show though is how it just embraced its the elements that it brought into it, right? It's right. black exploitation. It's woke drama, right? It's goofy '90s superhero shows, and it's also comic book weirdness, right? And it just managed to just put all that into into the show here. So yes, you will get the black exploitation esque villains like Lala and you know Tobias, right? But they're right. not just archetypes. You know, they they, they modernize and especially Tobias Wheel, which who I see, who I still see is one of the best villains in the Arrowverse. Like yeah. They just twist the ar- archetype now into here, yeah, yeah, being an albino guy, you know, with strength and basically saying, yeah, because I know more than you Negroes, basically, yeah, I could pull off all these elaborate plans to just attain dominance and all that kind of stuff now. So it all works, right? And then, of course, well, just kind of keeping things balanced as well to, or at least making the audience aware of the balance is the music as well, right? To see choices as well. So at the end of the day, you can kind of look at it as a tr- as a neo black exploitation show, a tribute yeah. to black exploitation film, um, tribute to black cinema, and just you know just black excellence and black superheroes as a whole. So, rating wise, yeah, I'm gonna give this a like four out of five, man. The, the, the series itself. Um, if you haven't seen it, 
I strongly recommend checking it out. Um, you know, it, it's bumpy, right? It's not perfect. But then again, none of these CW shows are perfect anyway. Right. Not even Flash, which we've defended for a while, you know. But yeah. it has a lot of good in this show. The last thing I'll say, um, it's a shame that, you know, people might just kind of turn their nose at it and be like, well... This looks dumb and oh gosh, no, I, I got it like I, the powers. I, I just, uh, but yeah, no, I, they, I they, they sure. make this thing work though. Like for, yeah. for what's work, they made it work. And I, I do see this show having longevity. Like like people are gonna go back to this years from now and be like, Wow, like we was real hard on this show, but like why yeah. it was actually really good, man, you know? Yeah, and that's what I was no, it, it suffered from bad marks too, you know. Like you could the only reason that it, it got a, a leg in the sand is, and I would argue is because of uh because of Marvel and Disney, right? That's the only reason it got a blight. Because like oh well you know we doing they doing the black thing we had black thing they give they give a short chance but you can't we had to give it some some actual quality and gravitas because you know mm. fuck it up and so on and so forth right yeah um, but but, but uh, your thoughts on the on the well sorry well wrap up and then you can just share your thoughts on the whole series right well sorry right. well the show at the moment for you as a whole yeah no like as I said as I said I just I just glad it got a chance you know to to do what what it wanted to do now um for what it was and I, I can't be mad at any of it going forward because it they made a lot of like like it actually evolved the, the, the tv show stuff i can't be that's what it did in a sense flash never really did that flash started okay and then just totally dropped the ball i don't know what happened or when but it just completely dropped the ball in terms of its material um but black lightning always felt like okay it feel like actual characterization and you know, just just smart storytelling for what it is. For for lack of a better term, I mean, it's still it's still goofy superhero bullshit, right? But they make exactly, it, yeah, yeah. But I, I I actually just appreciate that they make an effort. Like it's an effort. It's an effort in a way that you never expect them to make an effort to. And I really think that the show should just get a better budget. It's a shame. Could I give it a better budget? I know that would. It'll be like a big hit if it had better money for for just promotion. Like seriously, marketing this is why the show suffer, you know. Right, the only reason that I actually knew the show was as of good quality is because, like, oh, the people at the subreddit actually really rated the show, and not they rated the show more than they could have. Like, oh, the show actually like pretty good for what it was and better. I, I wasn't given season three a chance and, until you rated up. Seriously, mm. if it was for you, you're yeah. on this show. Usually, I just yeah, I, I know, I know, and and I remember like people was like, boy, you still watching Black Lightning? Like, well, exactly. Dude, it, it, it going good. I don't know. It what, going good. Well, yeah, just exactly. because, just because Marvel doing their thing, and it's, and this is before, this is before, um, they they did their fees for TV runner. Yeah, and people were still like like hated on this show for some reason. Whatever. Yeah. 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 No, that that is that's not pretty happy. This is this is it's the Iron Giant effect, right? Iron Giant is a show that a lot of people consider brilliant, but at the time. It takes it take serious L's in the box office because it didn't get mm-hmm. the right promotion. They didn't know what to look for. Yeah, yeah. that's how it is, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, guys. So, so give the show a chance, please. Yes, give the show a chance. Um, if it's for you, it's for you. If it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, then I guess it's not. But, yeah, man, give it a look, man. I mean, give it a chance. They, they really put effort into this, man. And, and like I said before, I do see the show having longevity. You know what I mean? In the long run, I do see people going to go back to this and be like, wow, like, Wow, we were so hard on this show back then. Wow. And like, shame on us, you know what I mean? But yeah, not much more we could say. Uh, Black Lightning was a real deal, man. All in all, man. So, you know, thanks for, you know, to, to the people behind the scenes for blessing us with, with, with four, you know, solid enough seasons. Um, I guess this is not the end of the Arrowverse as is, though. But I would like to see some of these characters from this show, you know, go right. to, you know, spread their wings elsewhere. So, yeah, that's all we had to say. Yeah. All right, so sticking with superheroes again, 
let's finally talk about Patrick Man. <laughs> yeah. So, little story, right? I I got the request similar to like what happened with um, Infection, where the creator, the director, actually reached out to me to review the first three episodes of his show, right? So, technically, what we get here is two episodes. Well, yeah, the first two episodes, but basically, we get what is the movie, which technically is the prequel to what happens in the episode that, that aired before, right? So the episode itself that they aired before, I keep saying aired like if it was on TV. No. Um, both of these both of these um, shows, uh, well, both these episodes, sorry, are on YouTube, right? So the first one being Bachak Man and the Missing Persons, right? This is our official introduction to um, to the character Bachak Man himself, right? But uh, before I begin, though, uh, Ricardo, apparently you're familiar with the director himself, well, director, kinda. writer, editor, creator, Keon Byron. Yeah, yeah. Right, kind of. So, a few years ago, I worked with, um, like, it have this, like, local wrestling group. Yeah, sure, not have wrestling groups, right, apparently. So, it's these guys Yes, they do. Operate. You you, you kind of, um, that was a thing, like, at back then, though. Like, like sorry, yeah. back in, like, the uh, 2010s, though, but, like, you don't hear about it these days. I'm not saying because of, um, COVID, but you just don't hear about them, though, which is weird. It's a COVID. Like, COVID, <laughs> shut that shit down. Because <laughs> uh, But, no. Um, but yeah, so these guys operate. They operate out of Takarigua. They, they're pretty entertaining. Like, I, I went to a couple shows, and then uh, I did a film with them. It was, it was all right. It came out. The final product came out okay, which never sees the light of day, but it, it came out all right. Just uh, you take my word for it, right? Um, but uh, what I've noticed is that, oh, the all of the creators of this Backtrack Man show seems to be in this. Because I was watching them, I was like, wait, I know this guy face, I know this guy face. And I'll look up the name, I was like, oh, right, I know you from this. So yeah, apparently, it's, when I look, in, look into the credits, it's New Evolution Wrestling. Uh, these guys, you know, it's a little wrestling group, we operate out of Takarigo. And well, he was the kind of the, the filmmaker type around, amongst the group. So apparently, he finally pulled his thing. Like, all right, cool, we go, I'm going to see what's going on. That, by the way, this is the only reason I give it that chance, eh? because... Like you said earlier, when you was off, 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 Mike, you kind of get the fatigue, right? A little bit, a little mm. bit of the, 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 little bit of the film fatigue, local film fatigue, right? Um, yeah, yeah, which, which, which I'm gonna address in a bit, right? But um, right. so what the first episode, as in missing persons, is about, right? It involves well, like just like these series of kidnapping slash murders of innocent women um, in different parts of Trinidad, right? And this guy, um, who is played by, by Keon, who believes this to be part of some sort of, like, supernatural plan, some sort of big scheme that, that's going on, basically, right? Uh, basically, 41 women, I believe it was, uh, were, were, were killed, basically. So here, he, he's trying to find out what's going on, right? And it leads him to encounter some some goons, right? Some some mystic powered goons, some supernatural powered goons, right? But what the show keeps alluding to, well, the series itself keeps alluding to, um, you know, to to basically to folklore characters, right? So there's mentions of Sukuya and you know um, Buck and um, what's the next one, Larger Bless and stuff like that, yeah, right? right. And it's kind of hard to to, the, to figure out whether they are those characters or if it's just that they, you know, it's just some demonic force that's kind of propelling them to do things. Because I believe in 
a particular point one of the masked men was like someone who died before something along that line but yeah basically this guy now um enlists the help of these two women who are called oracles because basically one has the power to see in the past the next one has the power to see in the future and he himself is revealed to be Bachak Man, right? Which is this character who dresses in this uh, black jacket. He has this gimp-like mask. No, and, he's a Mex- Mexican. A Mexican. Or uh, what oh, is luchador yeah. mask? Luchador oh, okay. mask. Right. Oh, it's, it's, a lucha, it's a luchador mask. Okay, okay. Yeah. It, it looked kind of gimpish because of the yeah. um, the the, the, the mouthpiece. Yeah. Because of how black it is. That's, uh, um, yeah. No, I, yeah. So when when I when I was doing my film, my, my main character also had a luchador mask. <laughs> Um, okay, okay. Yeah, I was. I, yeah. I, I, think, I, I think it's because. Uh, sorry, I think it's because it's leather as well too. Yeah, I usually associate um, luchador masks to be not leather. If you understand, right. yeah. Right. No, um, right. anyway, right. what the, the thing is, um, the, the only difference with this is that well, the only difference with mine and this is that mine have no supernatural. It was just a crime fighter. So the guy was just right. using his wrestling, wrestling skills right, uh-huh. to be a, a crime fighter. No? So because he's so he's so um, acrobatic or whatever it is, that that whole bad. It's like, right, oh, right. what if what if Batman but wrestler, right? You know, yeah, or what yeah. if well, more like what if Robin but wrestler? Remember, remember Rob, Robin was acrobat. Mm, mm, so, yeah. Like, right, that's that's right. the premise. Uh, yeah. well, and just just to get into the um in the second film, which is the power of the herbalist, right? This is a much longer film. It's it's roughly half the runtime of the sorry, twice the runtime, sorry, of the first film, right? This one is the prequel to what we well, what I mentioned earlier, right? We get a, a bigger backstory in terms of how Batrack Man becomes Batrack Man, and it basically involves him in this. Well, we're gonna, you know, for the sake of the show, we're gonna call it forest, right? So he ends up in the forest, and uh, there's this, um, there's these, well, green ants basically that bite him. One of them bite him, and you know, it infects him, right? Yeah, the and then there's this, yeah, there's this um, mysterious mystic man who saves him, right? And he, well, he just winds up. You know, be just with his drawers on basically, right? Just kind of just perplexed as to what's going on, right? Um, he returns home to his girlfriend and, you know, he's just kind of wondering what's going on. And then, yeah, well, be- eventually he kind of realizes, hey, I could sense... <sighs> just just work with the film here. Yeah. Bad mind, right? So basically right. It's, it's him knowing that, hey, there's someone close to me that's doing something nefarious and I must stop him with my... You know, my wrestling slash martial arts skills, basically, right? Yeah. So, yeah, he puts on this... Well, well he, I mean, it's, it's, it's no different from a spider sense, though. So, it's like, whatever. Exactly, exactly. Right. He, he he realizes this. He has his little epiphany, if you will, um, trying to, to, to save um, this news reporter who is uh, who is robbed of a purse, right? And, you know, there's a little fight scene. And literally, there's a line which I, I felt was, was true enough for the last, but I had to see because it's, it's kind of funny when you think about it. Boy, I real strong boy. Best I go yeah. and fight crime. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's basically Spider Man. I mean, that's yeah, the beast. Yeah. What it is. I mean, he's he's a literal insect. You know, his powers thing. That's what it is. You try to just do the Spider Man thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So while all this is going on, now we have this um, Tobias Wheel esque bad guy yeah. who yep. is called <laughs> O.H. A.K.A. the original herbalist, right? So, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's well, that's a, tra- a Trevor Sayers joke or something. Boy, <laughs> like, it could be, it could be, it could be, and yeah, his his goal, basically his mission, is to seek out this particular mystical herb, if you will, right? Okay, yeah, his his shtick, although they don't really show it, they just kind of state it. 
is that yeah he acquires these medicinal herbs and you know basically uses them as drugs and has these guys sell them on the streets right and all that kind of stuff right? he makes money off of that so there's one in particular that is so incredibly potent and all that kind of stuff right and yes it does relate to you know our hero right so yeah he's trying to search fit now he he hires this um this hitman guy who is well henchman basically mendez who is played by fidel guerra um right. who who by the way delivers the best performance in, in right yeah the, yeah no fid, right that's thing fidel is, <laughs> fidel is like an actual like theater person like i know i know yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, that that's really what it is, right? And then, well, of course, it's just our hero kind of realizing, hey, this is bad guy who's more or less funneling all this drugs and all this crime in this area, and I have to do something about it, right? right. So, how we mentioned before about um, film local film fatigue, right? So, you know, for the over the past few months, guys, I have covered Magnolia. First three, well, sorry, I should say the two episodes that came out this year, I reviewed Infection and I reviewed this here, right? And it's how to say it, right? It's one of those. Okay, so just just to kick things off, right? This is it's, it's actually kind of fascinating how these shows are <clears throat> are springing up, right? Springing up, sorry, because it feels more like. You know, like like the 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 independent scene, like the B movie scene yeah. in the United States, for example, way 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 back yeah. like in the fifties. No, right? no different from that. Yeah, right. No but the, the 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 issue is is that in the states now it was oh you have the studio system that cranks out all these big budget Technicolor Cinescope films. Yeah. All right, well I don't really have that kind of money, but I I I would love to make that film one day, a film like that. Right. So in the meantime, let me just make this this small film, and you know. It makes some money and you get your it, it gets the, the the high ups attention right? right that that's how those things work right and if it do work well it becomes like a cult film in years to come right here's some different right because unfortunately we don't really have a film industry i would be i would actually say right off the bat we don't have a film industry here period right, right. we have the illusion of it but no we actually have a film festival a film festival is not a film industry right just seeing right so it's basically these filmmakers, these these aspiring filmmakers, kind of going up, kind of going against what well, we right. got so, from that festival. Uh, basically, yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, I'm actually surprised that nobody do you know the equivalent of a Canon films or something like that. No, um, I know, yeah, right? Right. <laughs> where, where yeah, just give give a little bit of a budget to, to crank them out, but it's just a bunch of shit films, really bad stuff overall. Right. But and you know, when it, we say Canon films, we're talking about. American Ninja, Missing in Action, you know, stuff yeah, exactly. like that. Right. Oh, I even forget, the forget, Delta Force. I forget the creator of, I forget the head of kind of, what's the name is, again? Uh, is, well, I know, I just know surnames. It's Golan and, and Globus. These are, um, these Jewish, not, not Jewish, they were like Middle Eastern guys. Yeah, they were yeah. Israeli. Israeli, right, 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 right. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But I know you talk about it, right. And yeah, in a way, they, they kind of help shape the, the, the schluckiness of 80s right. action movies, right, for better for worse, right? Yeah, so like I feel like this is something fascinating here. I mean, like just these these filmmakers coming, and I mean, not saying this is something new, but this happening ever since you know Jeffrey Allen and you know his um right, his, right, his right, right. Wind, you know movement and all that kind of stuff, right? But here it feels like uh, just like more just keep popping up, and I feel like it it has nothing to do with the pandemic at all, but I just feel it's just hey, I have a camera, I have yeah. an idea, let me just make this thing. Now, you know what I mean? That that that's yeah. how it is. Yeah, you know exactly. I, mean? uh, yeah. I, I um, 
Yeah, the thing is, not 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 none of this is surprising. I kind of foresaw it in the last like around the time I, where I was uh, where I did the film where where it's like yeah, people are gonna be just coming up and everybody and their mother are gonna be wanna do a, a thing and hey, I have a kind of an idea and especially with the with the with the turnover rate because that's the secret. It. Nobody cares about actual objective. This thing called objective quality. The secret is turnover rate, right? If this stuff could make money, right? I could if I could sell it for dirt cheap and then bring it back. You can make money. That, that is the right. secret. Most of this. Um, we call him um, that fellow who make who finance get out. I forget the name. That company, small company. Oh, um, uh, Blumhouse. Right, right. That that's that a yeah. That's right. that's that's a trick idea, right? It's men like that. Uh, if right. you could, if you could know how to sell yourself, market to who small market. You could get into all the little intricacies of film marketing and global marketing, especially in today's world where. You'd be surprised where it is making money now. And because of streaming services and the internet, like I, I, I surprised that we don't do anything, jump on that now. I mean, that in itself is still big money and it costs a lot. But you can make it work. Um, exactly, yeah. The, so if you make a product that kind of interesting and you make it kind of interesting and appeal to our thing, it, it can't be too low budget. It had to be good, competent ish enough, right? Still kind of goofy, not Neil Breen bad, but. Um, a day, it's a wrong day, right? You know, a little half hour on some of the special effects, but it's clearly some effort and technique going going into it. You could make uh, make some decent decent cash out of the whole thing. Like, uh, you know, who I'll compare it to the, the, the guy who did Santana, right? Yes, uh, uh, Roger Roger Alexis. Right, right. It it's marginally competent. It still looks a little amateurish. You know, they they could they could you know clean up some of them back shots. You know, little blowout, whatever it is. But it's it has a structure. You could watch it. It's funny. It works, right? For the most part. Yeah. If you get out something and, like and, that. And, and the diaspora, you know what I mean, outside exactly. of, of, of exactly. Trinidad, you know, know exactly. who, who Santa is, right? Exactly. And once you, once you do that, that that's your that's your that's your bag right there. Um, right. It, with, with the sad part about these local shows is that none of them really cracking that ceiling just yet. Um that, uh, yeah, in, that's that's including that's a, including Bachak, right? Yeah, but it include included this one here unfortunately, right? But yeah. um I, all right, so I don't want this to be this whole think piece about what nah. local filmmakers should do with blah, blah, blah. This is just nah. my opinion. I'm just trying to keep things as short as possible, right? right? So I love the fact that you brought up money, right? Because, yep. yeah, you know what I mean? We could laugh at all these, like, schlocky 50s, 60s sci-fi or horror films and all that kind of stuff, right? But they were made to pretty much make money. They are, they are products, right? Yeah. They were they were put into drive-ins and, you know, theaters and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they made money, right? Sure, they might be shot upon, you know, where they came out, but, you know, it continued to generate money through, you yeah. know, screenings and all that kind of stuff, right? So because, again, this is just my opinion, we, we, we still have yet to even figure out how to do that shit. Well, okay, Although so, I would make the uh, argument, what's uh, that, that we should have figured that out a long time, no, well, pre-COVID. We, we... Yes, yeah, the problem. Right. Some some of us have figured it out. Some of us, right. I would argue, have figured it out. Like, but but, but what happens is that you know, as I say, you get you 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 art up your ass. Now. Um, unfortunately, those who have figured it out still want to bite want to bite more than the cachuna. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, yeah, right. So, um, the sad part is that what I I'll, I'll say the old joke about it is that if you want to if you want to work within if you want to make money from movies if you want to work within the system, and you want to get a job. In filmmaking, you go to film school. But if you want to make films yourself, you go to business school. That's the, the running yeah. joke, yeah, yeah. right? And that's the problem we have. is a lot of guys who think you go to film school to make films. That's not true. And all these, I think, I do think a lot of these guys just need to have a good business sense. 
I mean, for all the, all the little critiques with this hit we boy, Ansel kind of nail it. He, he understand what's going on. He get it. Mm-hmm. He actually yeah. exp- expanded himself in very intelligent ways. Ansel, you get it, boy. You get it. <laughs> yeah, no, but he understand, he, he, as I say, you understand the assignment, right? That's the joke, right? That's the new meme the kids to say, apparently, right? He understands the assignment. He gets that you have to spread yourself out, forget the quality or whatever it is that has come after, and then you put yourself in a space where you could actually think. And you know who's the number one poster child as this? All the shit we, we hit him. I, I have a problem with a lot of problems with his movies, but um, Tyler Perry, right? That's the Tyler Perry model, right? You put out products, they're not all that good, right? In an objective art quality, brilliant art sense, but mm-hmm. it has a good turnover rate, and that's why he's a billionaire today. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's exactly. the answer. That's the answer. Yeah. You're not you're, you're, exactly the, the probability of you doing both is highly unlikely. Very few mil- filmmakers could get away with both, they still have to play within the studio system. Then do they own thing when they get a chance, right? The only person who kind of kind of break the cycle as a filmmaker, kind of, um, is Christopher Nolan, right? Kind of, right? Yeah. He, but he still yeah. operates within the, the studio system, and then he kind of marks himself as a person, as a, a, a main filmmaker. In fact, to be honest, just last point, and I'm done. And I know we'll talk about the show itself. I think Christopher Nolan is the model template for a lot of filmmakers coming up as a person because he works within the system. Um, granted, he's a very talented filmmaker, for, for better or for worse. Um, but then, he knows how to put himself out there. The, the idea is to be free from the system. Right? Sorry to say it. Right. Look, I like Disney and everything, but yeah, they're kind of slave drivers. Sorry to say it. Yeah. Uh, and you, you really don't have no control of, of what's going on. Um, but yeah, uh, for Batrack Man itself, a little too amateurish. A little too. Yeah. I can tell if it, if it was just rushed because it's longer than it should be. Right, so I felt it needed a lot of trimming down, and it, you could have trim it down and then focus on the quality and little coloring or whatever it is after the fact. Um, here's another thing for local filmmakers start using DaVinci Resolve, like for your editing, it's free, <laughs> know, right? it's free, it gives you a lot of good coloring, and you can actually make it look decent and half professional. And when you if, you if you want to buy it, it doesn't cost all that much. That's another industry controlling people thing. Sorry to say, but the whole Adobe suite is complete nonsense. Right, if you, if you have the money and you have the resources, use the Adobe Suite. Great. Yeah, if you yeah. don't have the budget, but you want your stuff to look decent and kind of half, not that half, not half bad professionally, use DaVinci. You know, it is free. You don't need a big graphics card either for the, for it. It have ways to get around its its supposed um, hangups in terms of oh, you need this big graphics card to run DaVinci. Not true. They have all kind of little ways and hacks and film hacks and little tricks and the 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 we call it the LUTs, the LUT, um online lot thing you could get literally hundreds of lots that are quite good for free right a lookup table if you know what that is that's in coloring right that that little stuff just slap it on a lot of project just look good it, you don't have to do anything just slap the lot on and learn to use the program it's not hard yeah. but this stuff just looking like it, it edited in windows media you know something now. that's the problem with this stuff it, not, it really All not right. looking like it was edited in any good um nle software um, right. so, so, yeah. so this message was brought to you by Da Vinci, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you know, I had a shell for Da Vinci, right? Um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah it, it really not much to say for this, I think, in, in for what it was. It was a little too too long. Um, it's it's not again, it, camera angles just static. Again, these people refuse to move around the camera for some reason or the other, so you just have these these kind of boring static shots. Um, it's it have a lot of dot angles, which kind of work sometimes, but it, they needed to like sit down and get. That is the trick to, another trick to this. Get your cameraman to be moving as fast as you do. Because he, I've seen this guy in person athletically move about. 
he's very talented at that. When it comes to moving about, like athletically, it's great. You need to have a cameraman moving as fast as possible. I recommend studying the filmmaker of uh, what's his name? My Garrett Edwards. I want to say Garrett. Yeah. Edwards. yeah um, who? No, Garrett Evans. No, Garrett Edwards. No, Ed- Edwards, Edwards. Oops, Ed- oops, oops, oops. Yeah, I want to say Garrett Edwards. Uh, Garrett Edwards is the creator of... Let me just check it up. He is the creator of... Reed? No, yeah, Reed. No, Gar- yeah, Garrett Evans. Is Evans is Edwards? Oh, oh sorry, is sorry, 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 sorry. Ed- Edwards, right. Ed- Edwards did, um, you know, the Godzilla Wars. film, right? Yeah. Right, Godzilla and Star Wars and Rogue One. No, yeah, yeah. Garrett, Garrett Evans. So you're right. You're correct. Yeah, you were correct. Uh, see, see, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, how to move with the camera. Like, just figure out a way to get you diving about, moving about. It have a lot of great little, all these little things to keep your camera stable. But you yourself had to be bouncing about, you with, with your actors. And if you could get, like, little quick shots of characters flipping and you, is your wrestler you're already a wrestler get it done like you already have that part figure out like you and the cameraman have to be doing the wrestling moves in 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 concert with each other with the third actor whoever the third fighters um but for what it was i was in, I, was, I was i had fun i was entertained just be clear i had a few glasses of wine in me at the time so that helped um <laughs> but i was watching all the faces like oh yeah you was you was a wrestler and you was a wrestler and it's like yeah this guy was a wrestler but he was also a rapper at one point i know who it is i know he face I like okay, it was alright. It's it's still amateur. Hour, sorry to say, it. I I can I can I pull my punches in that sense. But I don't you know you don't be mean spirited. I look I mean making nothing myself. So you know I can't talk. Um, yeah, well, well, same here too. Same here too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not like I'm making some film and I I you know I am my big big Netflix series or nothing like that. No. So it is it is what it is. Uh, but it, there's nothing much to say here for the story or whatever. It is it's like um, you know get more people on your on your side. Do well, here's the thing. I, I do suspect that you're not really getting that much support from, from the new evolution people. Um, because much like WWE have their own film front, he could get a little more help, like on that side. But it's, it's look, his product, his project is buddies, and they don't have that much money. And you know, they get a blight from hot shots and Takarigua and whatever it is, right? And whatnot, and whatnot. And that's what it is. Um, but it's still it's still fun, you know. I don't take away from it, you know. I sure they have a lot of fun on those sets and enjoy themselves and they don't take things too seriously or whatever it is, right? Great. You know, do your thing. Um right. but yeah, I really wish I really wish that he you could have sit down with this and make it work a little more. You know, the editing is really most to me I find most of it is the post is the post stuff. Just the editing and how it cut together and, and whatever it is. Um just little mm. amateur things like for some reason the you notice the credits was moving at different speeds. Like, was that intentional? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, especially <laughs> weird, the closing right? credits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it moving up, but like some moving faster than the other. Like, is that intentional? I don't. Is that a stylistic choice? Maybe it doesn't seem like that. Little things like that. It, like you, you could just, you know, just a little bit of professionalism. But the sad part is that even a modicum, even the semi-professional, costs money. Um, and in any day, you know, you know, it's our budget. Yeah, no budget. Nobody going to get no budget nowadays, especially now. Um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Un- unfortunately, yeah. Right. So. My, my my thoughts, right? Don't worry, I'm not gonna take forever an idea. Just gonna get to the point, right? Um there you know, like you know, all the stuff that we we seen here basically is is not uh, you know, like we we're not heating on on you know the guy and whatnot, right? Um lucky for him actually, um this is a series, right? So there is 
much room for improvement. That that's right, not to right. say like it's a one-off thing and you know it's that's yeah. it, right? It's a series, right? So we could see, you know, the you know, the the quality grow and all that kind of stuff, right? While he himself grows as a filmmaker and writer and all that kind of stuff, right? Because right. I mean, say what you want. I, I, I want to see these things grow and shine and just be great product, right? Yeah. But the reason why I was bringing up the whole stuff about, you know, um uh, B movies and all that kind of stuff, right? I that's my opinion. I feel like the, the issue is that we need to have uh, a standard to to meet. Because um, right. I just feel like it's just, okay, we want to make this. I'm not really sure how we're going to look, but I really, really want to make this. And you just scrape wherever you can, you put it together, and that's it, right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll get into what I mean in a bit, right? So um story right the 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 story itself is 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 quite intriguing right i i, I do like the idea of incorporating um f- local folklore into it right yeah but i do wish that you know like remember it's not just us in train and we go watching this but it's the caribbean it's other people around the world right you have to kind of let people know who what a larger bless is what a sukiya is right right right, right, right. not seeing shuma right. some opening text scrolling text telling her oh the sukiya was this and a larger bless is that right you have establishing you have exposition just a little five, exactly. five minutes a little, a little i'm sorry i say, i say a little, little 15 seconds of exposition a character will say it's a monster that does blah 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 and it does this and yeah this some you'll always have an expository character right some guy right Right, also one thing that I was hoping to see but I didn't really see um, is, well, uh, the, 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 the idea of a character called Bachak Man, right? right. Um, can you see the beauty of like, um, you know, like superhero shows in particular, right? They always find some sort of way to kind of justify why this character kind of exists here or you know, right. like people just kind of suspending this beat for a while and be like, oh, like, okay, like a guy who flies with a with a hammer and has lightning powers and shit, right? Oh, well, okay, he could save the world, right? And his his name is Tor. Tor? Okay, he's Tor, right? And now Tor is like everybody's favorite superhero, right? Same with Iron Man. It's like, oh, he's a guy who flies around in a suit yeah. and he's Iron Man. Okay. Oh, I love Iron Man, right? And we all cry when the man die, right? But anyway, so when you come in, like, Pachak Man, right? I was thinking that you know, we in Trinidad, so I was thinking, well, okay, a character would I kind of call him out and, oh, you, you look at you, he's a Bachak man. Like, literally, there's a there's a scene in the, in the second, um, the power of the herbalist, right, where a character asks him, uh, who are you? And, you know, literally, Bachak's a man says, who am I? And I told the character to come and say, oh, you get a bite from ants, okay, so you're a Bachak man, and I laugh at it. Oh, and and then mean, eventually, no. one second, then eventually, he would kind of laugh it off and be like, you know what, this, this thing kind of sticks to but right. when they go into a, a fight scene immediately and a guy literally calls him that, if I'm not mistaken, you're like, but wait now. So how he know that this is his name when the hero himself haven't even, hasn't even named himself at that point right. in time? So it, it's, it's weird, though. And that, that's what I just saying. Like, I get, I'm not saying change name, but yeah, I, kind no, of I, give a reason why we should... Well, you I know, can, like, 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 kind of justify, oh, why he's, why he should go by that name. Yeah. Like, just have somebody I, I, bring it up as a joke, and then, yeah. like, as a after fact, you know what, this name sticks. I mean, and you go, you run with it now, you know? Yeah, no, I get the feeling that they, they want to pl- kind of play it semi-ironically, but, you know, it have that problem where it have a lot of people who play it sincere, and then people kind of laugh at it. 
like it's like birdemic or something like that and then they try to lean into the joke and it end up failing because they try to lean into the joke and with Batman, I, I i couldn't tell how much of it wanted to be humor or not what it was trying to like to me it, it felt like they were just trying to play it straight right uh right. um which to me is one of the but, big problems that i have with the show but go right on. but but because you had people like fidel and i'm just kind of hamming it up a lot it was like well you could kind of lean into the humor and then make it more funny and kind of ironic and kind of try to do that but that in itself is very difficult to do humor i i would always argue humor is the most difficult thing to do especially when to have it long lasting what are the problems with with this too is that you want to say am i am i playing this for what it is but tell the story for what it was you know is it serious with humor in it or is it humor with a serious kind of thing with it like you gotta play it both ways it's very it's a difficult balancing act to pull off right if you're yeah, in terms of tone and it's something that you wouldn't you won't pick up until it's time to edit right so you you so that means you have to think ahead of time to do character deliveries and what it is you're going to edit to create the tone and whatnot all of this stuff you had to think kind of for lack of a better term four dimensionally right you have to think in terms of time there um, the projects yeah. of, of what is you doing, and you, you, most people don't really think about it because they just had to shoot on the day, and you know they just got a blight to shoot it in Gulf City, and they got a blight to shoot in this thing in this parking lot, and so on and so forth. And it, it, mm. that's but one of the problems with local filmmaking is because it's so seated your pants, you can't think ahead of time and structure it, uh, unless you're going to make a very long project, and then you get a chance to edit after the fact. Like that, like that's a big secret with with most film, right? You're just shooting mm. literal hours and hours of film, and then you're you're, co- you're cobbling together in post, right? Yeah, exactly. That is um, but, but, you don't have yeah. that. You don't have that luxury. Well, at least he doesn't have that luxury um, with this. Yeah, you can tell. So you just yeah. shoot stuff, keep it, and then cut where you have to cut. That's why I was watching it and thinking, especially with the, with the movie, he could have cut some stuff. Like, yeah, this don't this don't really cut thing together. It's a lot of editing. But remember, he's both he's what producer, director, and editor. So yeah, and, yeah, and, and writer too. Well, you know, and writer, yeah. Right. yeah. So he had, he oh sorry, he's not the producer. I forget who's the producer. It's somebody else, right? Um, or he co-produced with the with the other person. I forget the other guy's name. Right. But yeah, it was it's Jelani something. That, that, that oh, something. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Yeah. So that's that's three more things before we wrap up, right? So yeah. yeah um, as as I touch on two, and I, I felt like it really should have established E two. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It, you know, sorry. Well, I should say it it has a tone though, but I felt like. Not so much as there's a wrong tone, though, but I felt like there could have been a balance, basically, right? Because he is going for, for dark and gritty, right? Which is fine. And um, just just see this right off the bat. I do, I, I could kind of see him pair with another, with an upcoming character in the Evil Ventures universe, as all you right. see. I could kind of see two of them paired off, right? Just based right. off what that character no, could no, offer, right? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now, this will this will be a kind of clash of creative effort, but here's the thing. I if they merge efforts and you get good choreography people on set with with Will Ventures and them, that could be a, a thing, right? Where you actually like sorry to say, you know, Will Ventures and them spending their money on special effects. And I put them spending their money in quotes, but um mm. you know, one of the things I find if you don't have the money or you don't have the green screen to do your action sequence or whatever it is, like, you know, get like good choreography people and you can't go more than the the, the wrestling people you just know, been a little, little little thing and then he himself and there's another kid who was there i was really impressed by i forget his name um what was that boy name hyperdrive i don't know if he's calling himself that as a character anymore but another guy called hyperdrive and yeah that was like amazing when it comes to the the actual like um choreography and moving your body about and thing and then they could be on screen itself actually have a good choreography sequence again make a cameraman move with it 
I think again, all I, I say in all of this as money, money quarterback, right? I don't know how to control the space or what the what the struggle is when it comes to money, but it make it work like you could you could really get some stuff and have it di- dynamic. But that's how it is. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Last point, right? On right. So yeah, okay. So that's just just few more things, right? Yeah. So I felt like like just tone wise, um, because again, we 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 go in with a character called Bachak Man, and we have you know Keon play that role, right? I thought like for the most part he was fine, right? But you know, yeah. you, you, you you want to go dark and gritty, but you have this name, this title now. So I felt like they just could have been like a balance. Like you know, you could you could have a little fun with it. You know what I mean? Like that that be overly goofy and silly, but just yeah. kind of you know, kind of put us in how to say a comic book world itself, right? Because yeah. this one really feels like it's really trying to be so real, so realistic, right? At you know, with with especially with the the, the topic of you know um kidnappings and murders of women and all that kind of stuff yeah. which i felt was like real 80s and schlocky for the wrong yeah. reasons but whatever um i mean it it what one thing i really do have to give credit for um for now is that yeah it does kind of relate to what's going on right now right so it it kind of makes things a little too serious though basically though you know what i mean yeah when it should just be you know this this superhero doing no, this that, stuff that, yeah that, 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 that scene however to, to just be all lighthearted and goofy and silly, but no, just be able to balance it, balance the grit with the. Hey, I'm watching this well, really cool, kick-ass comic book. It's I, I felt, I felt if they played it, I felt if they played it real, if they played it for real, um, without the supernatural stuff, it could have probably worked, right? Or at least you dial back the supernatural stuff. So like, right. it's criminals, but like the supernatural people. Uh, like it's more like CEOs. Like you can kind of play a rich versus poor kind of narrative kind of thing, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, but so they, they secretly have powers, but you won't know until like way later. So it's like, oh, it's just a crime thing, and then one character do something kind of weird or something like that. Like, but to me, you should have dialed back the superpowers thing because when I was watching it, I thought it was just a straight up crime script. It's like, oh, it's a guy who decided to become a vigilante, straightforward story, and you do something with it, right? But then they didn't do that. They played. Is the I seen all this magic and. I see somebody, you know, conjuring a fireball and like, ah, with all this. Um, you need to balance that as well, wherever it is. Yeah, again, yeah, totally agree. Agreed, yeah. Again, um, we just we just do shit talkers on the internet, right? So yeah, like, yeah I mean, I mean, we, we, we don't know nothing, right? We, we right. you know, we, we just watch movies, right? But anyway, right, so right. let's just wrap it up, though. So yes, I mean, to be to you know, um, to give credit because you actually do enjoy the fight scenes. It's funny yeah. that one scene actually took place in a gym and he actually right. like a wrestling rig. I was like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I see, see y'all, I see y'all. <laughs> But that was, that was interesting. And, you know, just, just, you could tell that, that Keo clearly was having a blast just playing this guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially like the moment where he's, he's saving the, um, the, the, the reporter from getting robbed, um, you know, with the poster. And why I keep bringing up who be the reporter is that, as a touch on editing, um, mm-hmm. there, there was no, 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 no need to have a literal news report with her that starts mm-hmm. off like a news report that she's seeing the opening, you know, gra- uh, graphics or whatnot. I just have her just say two lines and that's that's the end. Yeah. There was no need for that. None. None at all, right? And, yeah, I do agree, though, there are some shots that, for me, like, one issue I had, though, was that, yes, there are some static shots. There are some scenes that run either too long for, for, for it to work, though. Like, literally, there's a scene, example, with uh, where, where, Fidel, where Fidel's character is walking towards Keon's character, and we literally see him to the point where he walks up um, 
where he up, where he nearly like reaches him there. I told you that they see like a like a, a reverse shot of him walking, you know what I mean, towards him, but the, right. the camera's behind Fidel. But no, we're just seeing Fidel walking. And like I say, yeah. I feel there's like another problem that you just shoot this amount of footage, but you have to kind of keep it in to 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 to, to stretch the time of the duration of the, the film base cleaner. So you have to leave it there, but they didn't have any other alternate shots to for that, right? And yeah, um, so as a whole, right, it's flawed, but I do see room for, for improvement. That's not saying that's not us saying that this thing should be dumped and we, we shouldn't or at least in Keon's case, shouldn't try to finance his way into making a new episode, right? But last thing I'll say, um, well, sorry, a few more things I'll say. Well, I should say two more things, right? Why I keep bringing up the whole B-movie and, you know, film and standards, all that kind of stuff is, is because, all right, cool, we do have an industry, all right. But you, like, I, I know you're not just making this because, you know, I just want to make it. And I, I know it's deeper than that, right? It has to be, no, I see the potential in this, and this could be greater. And this could take me as a filmmaker, or as a screenwriter, bigger, right? But you have to impress, right? I'm not saying you have to go all out right, to impress yeah. me or, or Ricardo or anybody else watching this, right? But in terms of quality, in terms of like simple things as audio, for example, like yeah. I'm still, like there's still moments, like actually there's moments throughout where literally they could have used adr like there's one scene in a car park i was like you, you hear any humming yeah. you know what i mean from <laughs> of the area i was like all right well you, you you try to cancel out the humming but i still not really hear any audio the vocals there's literally a scene involving a guy like about to go on some vengeance spree basically against the um the, the, the same mystic guy and like he's talking normal, and then like as he's yeah. about to finish his, his line, his his vocals shoot up, and it clearly sounds like his different recordings. Eh? Yeah, yeah. And it's there, you know what I mean? So it's those little things, and like as, as I said before, with infection, um, you have to be able to control everything that 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 we that we are seeing on screen. Uh, if it's if you're on top of a building and you want to blow out a certain logo, um. Just don't show the logo in the shot, right? Yeah, those things. You know, like mean things like that, right? Like you have to control all yeah, this. I, I, I find, I find, if it, when you're in a fiction story and you blow something out, that is be super destructive. That it is, is. like, like I saw it, I couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and not, not saying don't make a superhero series and all that kind of stuff, but also know your limitations because if, if we don't, don't bring it up, somebody else will, and. Yeah. You know, not not saying that you have to make the next Arrow or the next Black Lightning or the next um, Avengers or whatever it is, right? But just kind of know your limitations, right? Not not saying don't make your story because of that, but just just know how to work your way around it, right? So we wouldn't have to, you know, feel a kind of way when we see a character pull out a gun and we don't see any muzzle flare. We just hear shots and we're supposed to buy into the fact that the person got shot, right? Even if the character has mystic powers, that's all you'll see. Or if it's audio and I'm trying to hear what's being said and I'm hearing the sound of an AC, even when 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 you um, when when you try to you know um, cancel out the that that sound itself, right? Okay. So it's those things. Just just being able to know in this area where you're shooting. This is my limitation. This is what I to do. Fine, yeah. boom, bam, shoot, and that's it, right? No, like, so as I say, the sad part again. All of this stuff would not be an issue if we had 
something called a union. We don't have a union in this country. And Excellent. unions address all these little things because you, you have a, a cinematographer's this and a, you know, you know, grip that and wherever it is, right? But yeah. you have no workable organization of, of fulfillment in this country. And because you're not so small, I can't see it happening anytime soon. Um, yeah, and, and, and the problem and the problem with that now, and we we'll wrap up, the problem with, with that now is that, again, the standard, right? Like, there's no film at the moment, right? I, I, I can name a few that I've seen that, that had the potential, but, you know, not a video another day, right? And that could have been something where these aspiring filmmakers could look at and be like, okay, cool, I'm not going to do that, but i can do my my version of that. Like, oh, you right. do an art film? Okay, cool, i got to do my superhero film, but I still got to look at you as guys. You know, basically, like, a competition, but not too much like a competition, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. And you just, you know, and, and basically, like, we, we you know, that just um, the quality of our films grow, but, you know, we actually show how 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 viable how financially viable these films could be even if they're on youtube right because again you know this is your this is your resume you're showing people what you could do right but if it's of a low quality though unfortunately people aren't gonna buy into it it doesn't matter how hard you you you, you, you how much effort you put into it though yeah, yeah if it just looks and sounds and even written that kind of way you know it's just like well why do but sound, sound but, is a big like big thing like I yeah, mean, and, 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 yeah, and yeah. as you mentioned, sound, boy, sound, boy, like like we really do need to to pick up on sound, like, goddamn, sound, <laughs> yeah, but 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 there is room for improvement, though, and I, but I just feel like as a whole, as a whole, we just need to have, like, we just need to keep stepping things up, like, you know, just keep improving, keep like honing our skills, and just keep. You know, just, just keep getting better than what it is we do, right? And that's when equality will build up, right? So don't just stick in the same old trappings of what you did before, but evolve and get better. And that that's when, you know, not, not just your confidence will grow, but, you know, your, you know, people will respond to your films even more as well. And, and just our films as a whole. And it, it, that, that, that goes to people who have access to, you know, um real real high-end you know software like editing software and you know equipment and all that kind of stuff it, it applies to all of us right but we really can't just stick at this one level and say well this is the level we have because we are no money like no there's 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 really economic ways we could we could use and figure yeah. out to just step things up Tred. and it doesn't just apply to you know the films that you know were, were, were glorified in the film festival but also to these up and comers, right? Who put in this stuff up on YouTube, just hoping that people notice this stuff. And yeah, what, yeah that's well, all one, thing, one thing, one thing that is, is actually quite surprising we have not done in this country is um, just replicating micro budget filmmaking and quick filmmaking. So, you know, it have like these competitions where they'll say, hey, you have 24 hours or 48 hours to make a movie, see what you could do. And it's unclear if they, how much plan ahead you have with that. But the implication is that you could just literally make something that a good short film. Uh, in two days, like really, yeah. really good, and it's shocking that we never really replicate that style of like production value. I'm not sure who does it or why, um, but I can't believe that anybody does this in locally. Like it's not a thing um, in that sense. Now. And I, I like the only person who I know who well pull it off is myself, right? I actually, like figure out a way to like get something in a short space of time. Cares why? Mm. How to do it in, short, in the shortest possible time time limit. Mm. And that's it. You get it done. And yeah. it actually. And, like and I imagine you're not trying to do something overly 
over the top. No, no, no. It's, it's like, exactly. like you, know, you know your limits. You know your limits. Yeah, right? because, because the thing is, it, filmmaking's history and 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 own, its own narrative and paradigm always was, um, hey, you know, we had to do this on the cheap, right? It always had. That is not like that is part and participle of the the, the the art form, right? Just doing something super cheap. People just get tired of the, the whole Hollywood system and oh, you need to do Hollywood and your, your films need to be three months production, blah blah blah. None of that bullshit. And it's you had to figure out to do the micro thing now because what I, I would argue, you know, a, a person who is very professional, no more than me, will disagree with me on this one. But I would argue that we just kind of have this kind of cargo cult filmmaking, um, and I, I find that's a big problem. Very, very few get what it is to do a project as it is. Now. Um, Again, we're not kind of commenting on 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 um, Kieran or Kieran. No, 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 no. But but that's like that, the reality of things, right? So, exactly, yeah. exactly. And they, right. they don't know what they don't know what pond they're swimming in. To be honest, um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Um. But yeah. Overall, though, I do want to see more of of Batrack Man. I mean, despite what we said, you know, in terms of the the issues, the, the technical and you know narrative issues, basically. But I want to see more of this man. And you know, there, there's room for for growth. There's room for improvement. You know, but that's once again, he just needs to be aware of you know just what's going on, how people respond to things, and you know just knowing his limitations and just working upon them. And I have a feeling if he does that, yeah, we will get more great episodes in the future. Um, I'll leave the link to both episodes, you know, in you know down below here. Um, please do be hard on him. You know, what I mean, constructive criticism. And in closing, I, I want you guys just basically to treat this as constructive criticism but you know basically with us just us like like just being aware of yeah just how films are made here right. and you know how they kind of just go on the by we, we side you know yeah to be fair to be fair a lot of this is, was done in the pandemic right or oh, pandemic already started by the time this was filmed i'm not sure when this was out I yeah it i believe it is it, it, it came out in 2020 yeah so yeah guys like i said links down below check them out um and yeah i mean for better for worse let's see what keon has to offer next in terms of this world of Batrack Man. Alright, so let's talk about Rat of Man, right? This is the newest film from um, Guy Ritchie. Um, it's uh, it's Lucy based off of a French film called um, Cast Shock, which I would actually love to see after seeing this. Uh, Ricardo, take it away. What was Rat of Man about? Alright, so it's Jason Satan is a the, like a former soldier, I think. If I remember correctly. Yeah, well, well, all right. So basically, the beauty of it is that you don't really know what he, what, what his, what his line of, what his line of work was, right? Until like later on, but it, it's kind of implied that um, he, he has skills, right? You know what I mean? Like in, in, in true Liam Neeson's fashion, or I should right. say Jesus Satan's fashion, yeah, he knows his way around, around guns, and yeah, he's a badass. So he could hold himself, right? Yeah. So it, he, he was, he's recruited back into the group in, in a what do you call it a police police crime group for for, for security now not not police security like um, yeah it's more it's, it's really like this armored right. truck company right yeah, yeah it's yeah, called it's like a, uh, right armored right yeah, a security company Fortico, yeah it's called Fortico security right and they basically um they get a string of robberies they bring him back for, to, to to help them out and then things go all right and it have a little shenanigans ensues and you find out the truth behind what he was doing and yeah that is it it's just well everything else is spoilers after that right yeah, um, and, and we really had to keep things spoiler free yeah, for this I'll one get, this yeah, needs to be spoiler free mm. yeah um yeah. here's the thing if if it wasn't for 
if it wasn't for the gentleman that came out a couple of years back, I'd have liked this more. But this was a clear step down to the gentleman. Like, clear step. I, I agree, I agree. But I would make the argument, though, that it's 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 basically Guy Ritchie doing something different. Like, like probably for the first time in his career, because this is like a far departure from, you know, like stuff like the, the gentleman and Snatch and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and stuff like that, that. And whether <laughs> it, and I have a feeling that you know um, your your overall enjoyment of this movie will weigh on whether you like his signature style as opposed to this you know this particular style here that he gives us. But I'll get to that in a bit. But yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that, so that's that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I couldn't help but but compare because I find I I was just so underwhelmed with this to be honest um, for what it was trying to do, and I, I get it. But like if you're real into this, you would kinda care. Um, but I could I just couldn't get into this anyway. Because like, yeah, I just keep comparing myself to other films that it almost felt like something kinda like a borderline parody of a crime film. Like it was trying to be heat, but like trying to be a funny version of heat, but like feeling to be funny. And I couldn't get into this at all. And I, I was just thinking of like uh other crime films that did this stuff so much better. So like um I like okay, for research purposes I give the movie Rufifi a rewatch. As, and wow, you know, big, big, big show though. Yeah, yeah, big show though. Yeah, yeah, classic. Kids ask their parents. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, no, no, no. My mistake. Kids, Google that, please. Google, Google it. Shit. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, and, and it's it's part, the, it's part of the it's part of the collection right. for a reason. I need I need to own it one day, but you know when when that time comes up. But whatever. Go on. Right, but it, but it, but the point the point I'm making is that it was just like this. It was so underwhelming as a crime script, no? Um. Especially with the with the supposed twist at the end, I was like, yeah, that all right, not that great, it's it fine, I suppose. But I wasn't, I wasn't so particularly impressed with the the whole thing going forward as it is. And I had fun with it, yeah, but it's only because of the Jason Statham part. That's it. I, so, but ultimately, I wasn't impressed with the whole thing. It was fine, but I, I couldn't get into it. All right, so I imagine that there will be two sides to you know two 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 sets of people who will who will how you know and who will respond to this, right? There'll be those who pretty much expect the sort of st- um, stylish Guy Ritchie style film, um, you know, with 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 anything with his name on it, right? And there'll be those like me who will really appreciate when when a director ever so often right that let, let, let's see that he have to do this going forward but ever so often will kind of just step out of his comfort zone and do something a little bit different right and this to me is well i'm i'm on that side right and this to me is why i surprisingly enjoyed this like way more than i expected right this is not to say that this is the perfect movie mind you no it's not right but the funny thing, like, like, I, like, I think the reason why I enjoyed this so much is that, um, okay, so it's so a little, little, little shout out, right, to the guys at Pure Cinema, right, Pure Cinema Podcast, right, or PCP, right. This is a great podcast. Basically, it's just these two guys just talking about films, um, of different genres. So they just kind of talk about, you know, best horror films of the of the seventies or best cult films of the eighties, right. But what makes well, the reason why I listen to it is that they ever so often, um, they would invite my boy Quentin Tarantino. And they would just spend like literal hours just talking about, hey, you know, we like this show that came out in the sixties, and I, I was a fan of this guy, and you know, I, I, I always remember when he started this show back in like whenever, right? 
and just that 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 film moviness that I would just love to attain one day. Like you know, like just knowing, oh, I I just saw this guy's entire filmography. Like that's not me. I just go for shows that I just love or whatever, right? And while I was watching this, I was like, this is the type of show that Tarantino would not not just love, but he would put this as one of the best movies he's seen for like the the year or for right. the decade. I just couldn't help but think about it while I was watching this show because for me, like why this film works for me, right, is that this felt like a, a grimy ass seventies um, crime slash revenge film. Right. It, it just felt like that. It was so unapologetically dark and grim, though. And like the time I watched it, like, wait, but Guy Ritchie doing this? Like, what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It just felt so different from what we got before now. That right. scene, like, his films never went deep and dark before. I mean, look at Snatch, right? right? But they always had a level of humor to it now. But here, the humor I, was, was crass. It was yeah, just kind of... Well, I like, no, I'll say, it, it's, it's kind of watering did you see, on... Did you see The Gentleman? I did, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. I couldn't help but compare it to The Gentleman. It's like, it, oh, all, these, all I, the things are the same. All yeah, the things are the same. It's like, yeah, but gentlemen do this better, though. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I understand, I understand, right? Yeah. But, but okay, so I think another, well, all right. So another reason why I enjoy this a lot, too, is because yeah. it's based off of a, another film, right? Right. So, so, so I, never, I, would, I never saw Crash Castro, so I would like to see yeah, just to think of... Neither me, neither me. So right. I, I would like to think that a majority of what happens in this show is reminiscent of that film, right? You're right. But I didn't know that it was based off of a film going in, right? I just saw a trailer right, right. months ago. And yeah, I just went to this one. I was like, all right, well, Guy Ritchie doing a crying thing. Okay, cool. Exactly. But like, as the movie starts now, you're like, well, wait, now, but this feeling a little different. Right? And then what I see based on this film, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Like, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So this is why it feels different, right? You know, it, it has that kind of vibe. What, rem- what it reminds me of, actually, um, just, just bringing up Tarantino, it reminds me of like um, Jackie Brown, remember, from right, um, right. Seven, right? Where it's based off of a novel. It's not a film that he wrote. Sorry, it's not a story that he wrote, right? Uh, people kind of, you know, didn't like it because it was so different and it wasn't like Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs, right? And over time, people kind of considered it to be one of his best films, right? Not one of my favorite, 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 but it, it really is one of his more mature films, right? And I would say the same thing here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, here is him trying, and not saying that he completely sticks the landing, but really trying to make a genre film, right? And as a genre film, I felt like, nah, boy, this, this didn't need to be as good as it was but it actually was done way better than i actually thought okay. yeah um it is very hard boiled from the dialogue to the characters a majority of which are unlikable you know, right. it just really feels like this dark new norish film dread um and yeah you know I mean like there's no moral compass to a majority of these characters at all dread. like even right now to jason who yeah you know I mean we learn bits of information about him and you know we we wonder why he's so cool with a gun and you get some great moments with him case the point what involved um i forgot he was in this way post will which was funny as well right yeah oh yeah he was he was bad he was terrible stuff like that i was like i don't know i find the quality it was just not there for me but whatever i mean yeah look, yeah yeah but um but is when is and one thing that they do right um they actually you know akin to tarantino films they break it up in chapters right but what the chapter does you know i mean like like similar to like um you know like snatch for example they tell this non-linear story now but in this non-linear story you learn more about who Jason is, right? And we, we wouldn't say what it is, right? 
and it just opens up this big, this darker, deeper hole, basically. This 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 cavern into just you know crime and just you know murkiness, and and it just shocked me. They're like, wow, this is where we yeah. going, okay? And yeah, then yeah. it goes even deeper. We could make the argument that it's probably not necessary where yeah. they have some other bad guys and they give them like a little backstory too. But thankfully, the show doesn't give them much, but it gives them enough to be like, okay, that's why these guys with these skills would do the things that they do. And I think that at the heart, that's what the show is about. There's guys who right. have skills and it's like, well, yeah, we could kill people with us. So let me just do what we could do. And yeah, you know what? If we had to kill people, we kill people, right? That right. That's really what it is. That, that's at the heart of what this show is about, right? So no, you're not really supposed to like anybody in the show. Not even Jason himself, right? But Jason himself, they, they, they just give him just, just enough characterization. Not a lot, but just enough for you to be like, okay. I, I, I could I could smile when you do your thing and I can understand why you're doing it, right? That don't mean I don't like you, but I get why you're doing it though. And just a touch on Tarot, you know, again, it, it feels like you know, like um like him growing up in the seventies, right? You know, he 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 has a thing for Charles Brunson and Steve McQueen, right? You know, those those characters who just kinda embody themselves with every role. And I feel like that is what Jesus Tita business is show is like he is Jesus Tatum. He's not trying to be anybody else. He's Jesus Tatum, right? So if you find he have little range, then that's you. But he is just being him. And I thought that he being him was a great choice. Right? And yeah, yeah, you do buy him into being this this real cold-blooded guy, you know what I mean? But he has a reason for doing the things that he does. And especially when you learn about why he he signed up to, to work with these guys in the first place, the, the armor truck company in the first place. It, it makes sense, right? Also, I, I, I felt the, the third act was, was really kick-ass, actually. Just a great shootout as well. Um, and especially where it all leads to the end, like the end in particular, are really, really dark, though. But as a whole, like, my my reason for, for liking this show is not going to be the same for many other people. Like, some people will just like it because the action look cool and Jason get to be a badass and, oh, we see in a story, but it's all non-linear, which is nothing new, right? As a matter of fact, the show itself, the premise-wise, isn't really anything new at all. You mentioned Heat, right? Yeah, Heat is a perfect example of what the show is referencing that, right? But again, you know, because it's a genre film, because it's, you know, based off of an old film or whatnot, and because they're really good for, like, these genre trappings, right? I was like, yeah, this is, like, just pure neo-noir put into... A, a Guy Ritchie film in a way like I never saw before, Tread, you know what I mean? So that that legit blew my mind, right? Um, in closing, I don't, like, I, I, I'm not sure how time will treat this film. Like, I don't know if people will look back at this and be like, you know what? You are really out of the show, you know? This is, this, is, this is probably like an underrated classic in a way. Or if people will be like, nah, this this guy, like, dropped the ball, man. Like, you have yeah, your I- style. Keep your style. Like, what are you doing why, why are you trying to be Tarantino, even though, to be honest, he's not trying to be Tarantino, right? But yeah, no, why I, you did this when you, when you did stuff like Gentlemen and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So it's always going to have that 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 sort of contrast and conflict, basically, right? But I do applaud the fact that he did something different. He stepped out of his comfort zone and did something new. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, like, for that is reason enough for me to... To, to consider this to be yeah one 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 of his one of his better films though, in terms of like his his re, re, return basically right you know what I mean um but again I'm not sure how time will treat it I'm not even sure how Guy Ritchie fans will treat it in the long run but I I would just say in general before I get to return just if you look at it as 
adaptation. It's adaptation of a show. Right. He's right. he's going for that, and it's dark and grim because it has to be, I guess. You know what I mean? So, but it's not like what you would expect from his other stuff. Then appreciate it for that. But if you if you prefer the, the if you prefer the guy Richie isms, then you probably wouldn't like it. Yep, that's exactly me, the problem. Yeah, but for me uh, personally, I would give this a strong four. I, I wanted to give this uh, a like four and a half, four or five, but I like nah. nah let, let me see how time plays over this. Let me just see how I feel about it in two, three years when I watch yeah. it, right? But in terms of just it being a genre film from top to bottom, and uh, no apologies for it. Yeah, I was, I was like totally impressed by it. Too. I, I was shocked though, um, uh, honestly. But I could totally understand though why some I had Richie fans wouldn't like this at all. Uh, final thoughts on Rita? Yeah, I don't know. I, for me, I, I give it a, I give it a, a like a six out of ten, maybe a five out of ten because I, I was just finding this felt so derivative. I couldn't get into it. And again, if it wasn't for the gentleman that came out a couple of years ago, I'd be like, all right, this kind of fun, and you know, I ain't really, you know, I ain't get my crime thriller scratch itch scratching a while. So great, but nah, it, it doesn't work, work for me. It, it, because a gentleman, it just kind of undermined that whole thing. But it is all right for what it is. Wait a shot. Right. Fair enough, fair enough. Understood. All right, so another show that um, people might not take all that well is The Conjuring. The Devil Maybe Do It, right? This okay. is the, the newest film in The Conjuring universe. This is the third film in The Conjuring as in the title um, series. And I would say, um, because I think I've, I've only covered um, the second film and Annabelle creation in, in terms of the, the, the Conjuring universe, um, I am not the biggest, biggest, biggest fan of this series, though. Right. I do, re- I did really enjoy the first Conjuring movie, right? Um, I do think it is easily one of the best horror movies of the 2010s. What, why, why I really dug it in particular is that it brought 70s horror back. Like, yeah. it was a 70s horror throwback, like, right down to the opening text, the, the, the crawling text in yellow is very much like the Omen, very much like the Amityville horror, like, that's that kind of vibe now. And, like, the movie was rated R for just being scary dread, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah, I mean, for, for what they did with that show, it was very, very, very effective, though. And, like, I, I never forgot, I, like, I don't normally go cinema to, to, to watch um, horrors unless they, they get, like, really good ratings now. So I went to yeah. that one. I enjoyed the hell out of that one, but... Yeah, um, to be as good as well, yeah. Yeah, um, I actually enjoyed the sequel as well, but I would make the argument that the sequel felt like an Evil Dead 2 kind of vibe where we have a bigger budget, so let me go bigger and better. But basically, the same story, like the first one, except they move it from the states and they put it in in England, right? But in a way, it is the same thing, basically, but just bigger, right? And yeah, I totally dug it. And as far as the the spin-off films or the other films in the universe, the only one I saw honestly was Annabelle Creation. Um, and I was because I saw the first Annabelle, hated it. It was it was, it was trash. Um, but the second one, though, I shockingly, I, I actually saw it twice in cinema, and I was just shocked at how great it was in terms of, again, like a throwback horror film. You know what I mean? This this doll that's you know demon possessed and all the creepy weird shit that goes on in this house with the people who who own it, right? But when when it comes to stuff like the nun and the cursor La Laruna and even Annabelle comes home, I've 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 skipped those because I just heard just bad things about them. Right. Criticism wise, basically, right? So with this one here, it's like, okay, well, you know, we gain a part three to the conjuring stuff that, and 
to me personally, like I'm not saying don't make a universe out of it. I mean, if it does have his diehard fan base, right? Like I am not any camp of people who love to seek out stories about oh, this exorcism that took place in the seventies well, and the, the stuff story, with demon possession and blah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not into that. What it, what it does, no, what it does really well is that it exploits the whole Catholic real world bullshit thing. Now it's like, oh well, you know, this was a true story. Did you know that? Uh, it's yeah. not. They, they were frauds. Like they were real people. But it's bullshit. Like they, guys, you okay, so, so as I yeah. say that, right? To be fair, right? The I I have have made it a must. Like, sorry, like I don't try to. I don't even seek out videos or articles to say, right. oh, the stuff that took place in this movie happened in real life. I just kind of treat it like, okay, it's sort of fabrications. But right. I just don't have the time or patience to. And besides, like I said, I, I just do obsess over these things now. So I don't want to no, know if, well, is, if the events here really happen. You think it's that's a big part of the marketing, right? That's why it is sell. If you, especially Catholicism, like in, especially in America, America is still like super obsessed about Catholics, right? For some reason, right? Um, this, this, oh, well, Catholics do this. And it's like this mysterious kind of borderline cult kind of aspect. Of it. And that's why they, you know, they, they sell these things or what they are. Oh, you know, is this ghost? And is this this? And this happened? That it is it is it is general discussion. Sorry to see it. That is how it is. But mm-hmm. yeah, is is part of the marketing. Whatever. Right. Yeah, it, it is. It's right. So so what this story is about, right? The devil made me do it, right? It's this is actually the the the, the first the conjuring films, right? Not seeing the universe, but the films um set in the eighties, well the early eighties now, right? So we break we 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 are reunited with uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, right? So they are paranormal investigators, husband and wife, um, played by Patrick Wilson and Vera Vera Farmiga, um, and he, he said she starts off with them investigating this um, this case with this eight year old boy who gets possessed, right? And in the process of trying to exorcise him, um, his friend. Who, sorry, well, basically, it's the boyfriend to his sister, to the boy's sister, right? Yeah. He, in this last minute ditch, was just like, all right, well, take me, take me, right? Talking to the spirit. And the spirit pretty much inhabits him, right? And we kind of assume that that's it, pretty much, but not really. Um, also, in the process, um, Ed is pretty much hit. Well, pretty much his heart, um, attacked in the heart, basically, right? Like, gripped in the heart, right? And in the process, he, you know, well, he kind of passes out. He, he's taken to the hospital and all that kind of stuff, right? And eventually he comes out, you know what I mean? But he's still feeling that, you know, effect of, you know, being attacked by, you know, the, the, the possessed kid, right? But now, now, now back to the, to, the, to the boyfriend of, well, his name is Ann, basically, right? Ann Johnson, right? Uh, yeah, so even, eventually, sorry, he starts to see a bunch of weird stuff. It's even to the point that he murders someone. And he is taken to court, and this is actually the first time I believe in history where, yeah, the 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 the, the cause of the murder was demon possession, demonic possession, right. right? And of course, you know, the court themselves. Well, I mean, the people involved don't really know what to do. So Ed and Lorraine is like, all right, well, we will investigate this. We will prove this kid's innocence, right? And this just takes them into a journey where they have to go back to the, the same house. And then also there's another case that took place years ago. And because Lorraine is a psychic, she's seen, you know, the events of the past of that incident play out. But it also leads her to, well, basically um, this satanic cult who pretty much cursed the kid 
the, the boy, sorry, and also curse the, the Warrens as well. And they have the sort of, um, you know, nefarious plans as well, right? And yeah, I'll stop here. So just to get this out of the way, no, this is not the best Conjuring movie out there, right? Um, it's a step down, but I would say that's a, that a huge, huge, huge step down, in my opinion. And my reason being is just that it's from a different director, right? It's from um, Michael Chavez. I believe he directed um, The Curse of La Llorona, which I actually heard was, was good, but I just didn't get around to see it, right? So it yeah. feels It's one different. of those... Yeah. It, okay, so... Okay, I don't think... Okay, so La Llorona was okay. But it, right. the reason it worked kind of is because of the cultural thing. Like, it, it play on that whole... Like, I, I could understand why you would make decisions from a marketing standpoint, because, like, Dice is sell for all of this stuff, right? You want to scare some Mexican grandmother somewhere. Um, right, Dice, right. at least it's come across to me. Um, Dice, why it's made the way it is, and it, it have all of that, that dimensionality to it. So, I don't know. Dice, but it was all right. But, yeah, okay, I don't okay, okay. It's, a, it's, I, a I, different, it's a different mindset of how you think about this stuff. Right. It was like, who, who, uh, what, what's scary to who and why now, right? It's a cultural thing. Well. Yeah, okay, okay, all right. Yeah, so it's a different director, right? So it's not James Wan anymore because, you know, James Wan doing this stuff, right? He doing anything, right? So, yeah, it is a different film. It's not a haunted house story anymore. Right. It's about a kid being demon-possessed. It's, uh, it's uh, a curse. And for the first time ever, we actually get, like, a real villain, like, you know, a human villain, actually. Um, this, I, I would call her a priestess, basically. And um, though we don't get, more of her though like i wish we got a little bit more backstory into who she is because it's just oh you know what i mean i'm just you know this satanic person and i'm just doing this stuff because you know demon shit right you know what i mean um but she will go down as one of the most fearsome characters in the country universe just just easily right just the way how she looks the way how they bring her into the story her skill sets and all that um, yeah, she 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 was quite frightening in my opinion, right? right. Um, yeah, re, re, reason why, but the thing is, yeah, in terms of it being a step down, is that yeah, I mean, it's a different film. It's you know, it's a different era. Um, so you know, for me, and I guess for people going in, you just have to kind of treat it as well. We're not doing Conjuring one and two anymore. It's its own thing. So you like whether you like it or not, this is it, right? But. I mean, it it still has the, the 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 stuff that made the you know those first two movies great, right? First off, being the the sound design, the sound design is excellent, um, especially with this one though. Um, yeah, like the sound design was so effective too. Um, points where you know you don't hear anything and you know you just know you gotta hear something, right? Or some kind of big you know turn, right? And yeah. it's it's and all it, the... you put you put something in the negative space to catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they do that, but but fortunately they don't do too much of it, right? So it's like okay, okay, you'll get a pass for that, right? Um. Also, this was like like a shockingly like I, I want to say gorgeous, yeah, well made film though. Like right, for, yeah. um, cinematography wise, yeah, this should look like excellent in my opinion though. Nice. Like it just nails the the spookiness though. Like this really does look legit. Like a spooky yeah. film, Jed, and, and it works, right? I heard a lot of people really liked it, and they, they said this was this is the reason why HBO Max was worth it. So like, all right, this is 
I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk about YouTube Max and stuff like that a bit, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the the acting is 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 still good, right? I mean, Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga, they're still good, right? And yeah. what I do like here is that they they touch more on you know just them as a couple, right? Um, right. There's a nice little flashback involving how they met for the first time. <laughs> I wish that they could have kind of showed how they became paranormal investigators in the first place. Right, right, right. It, 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 because it, it would have been cool just for them to be like, oh, well, we're, we're into this. And, oh, you're a psychic? Okay. And I'm into the church and I'm all about exercising demons. So, right. yeah, let me get hit. Like, it would have been nice to show that. But it was just like, you know, the chance encounter, how they met. And, you know, it was nice, right? And especially how it weighs on the relationship, too, especially with Ed being um, affected the way he was, right? And then also with, um, you know, with, with Lorraine and what she's seeing and just basically moments with her seeing through the eyes of the villain. And, you know, back and forth and all that kind of stuff. So you, you got that kind of tension where, oh, my God, like, you know, if, if we do do something now, I may lose, you know, Ed or I may lose Lorraine and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, if you're familiar with the Conjuring films itself, you know the style of horror you're going to get. Yeah. You know, it's it's flashy, it's loud, it's, you know, demon possession stuff and all that kind of stuff, which personally is not my cup of tea. Like, it's something that I would say... One of the few subgenres of horror that I generally like avoid, but because of how good these movies are, I could just roll into the. And you get that right. Um, you you get you know the 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 goods right. And I know for fans of the universe, they'll enjoy that. Some people, but when it comes to criticism, no, I, I have a feeling that some people will find this just to be the same or same. It's like all right, well, been there, seen that. We know jump scare. Okay, the power of Christ compels you. We know characters bending their, 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 their limbs backwards we know you know so but because i'm not the biggest fan of the series itself the universe itself i, I i'm not going to be that person to say yeah this this series needs to wrap up it's getting old it's getting steel right that had to be like you know people who either just not too invested in the series itself or just people who just kind of fed up right and yeah i mean some people might just watch this and be like oh, well oh gosh man like this done this right but it has a diehard fan base, right? And I would say, in terms of like a horror franchise, this one kind of feels like you know they, 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 there's still more stories that could be told, right? I, I can't see the same for side stories like you know La La Laruna or Annabelle, but see stuff like 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 um like Conjuring, for example. I could see like maybe one or two more films, and then you just wrap everything up, right? And yeah, I mean, in terms of just like the fan, like just the films as a whole. I could see these being like, you know, like making for some great, um, you know, some horror movie marathons or, you know, double features or whatnot. Like, they, they have they have shelf life. They, they really, really have shelf life, right? And it's they like put so much effort into making them look good and polished. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah, you, yeah. You know, so it will appeal, it will appeal, sorry, to, to old school fans of 70s horror films, right? And, you know, to our generation too, right? And even like, folks who grew up on you know stuff like you know paranormal activity, activity exactly sorry. right we right. just want to go cinema just to jump right and stuff like that and speaking of which before i get to rated um this this is one that i would have i actually would have wouldn't mind seeing in in, in um in, in big screen at um on big screen sorry um could have like just enough scares to get people interested you know we have enough moments where people will be shouting or laughing you know what i mean ah run and all that kind of stuff it, it has that right but as far as the HBO Max thing goes, yes, admittedly, this is one of the, the, the better films to come out of that streaming platform for this year, right? I would make the argument that uh, Godzilla vs. Kong is one, but that all depends right. on how 
Yeah, feel about it. Yo, yo, yeah, yeah. Oh, you approach that show. Yeah. But yeah, uh, from 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 the duds that we got this year, boy, this, this one was 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 that was was a was a W. I still I still, still, still hold it. I'd hope for Matrix Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I still waited for a trailer though. I I, I still you know? wait. That's that's why that's why I, I'm a big I'm worried about. It's like yeah, we still have to see a trailer by now though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, well, so I say though in 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 closing before I get to written. Um, if you are a fan, you need to see this, and I've, I have a feeling that you're gonna enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. If you find it to be kind of, or whether you're a fan or not, um, if you find films of this nature to be kind of stale and old and dull, you know, because I mean, how much times you're gonna see the same old scene? To be honest, um, yeah, you probably wouldn't like this one though. But right. to be fair, to to the show's credit, it is doing a little bit different. Um, not just hiring somebody new to direct, but also new setting. We're not going to do, you know, the, the haunted house stuff anymore. We're going to do something a bit different, right? As far as the longevity of this series, I, I can't really say, but I, I have a feeling that, you know, um, there's still a few more, you know, decent enough stories that they could they could pull out of this um this universe, actually, and, you know, put out, right? But yeah, for what's worth, this movie was, was fine, man. And, you know, I, I actually recommend checking it out, right? So for me, I'll give this... A uh, strong treat, a very light treat out for the five man. Uh, it is, it is, it's high for what it is, right? Yeah. Um, not as good as the first two, honestly, though. But you know, like if you plan to do like a, a conjuring triple feature, yeah, put this on, man. You'll you'll have fun with it, man. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, check it out, man. Check it out. Uh, but again, if if this is not your cup of tea, do even better. Or particularly if you're just fed up of you know paranormal movies, yeah, this one is not gonna win you over at all. Right. And last but not least, <laughs> saving the best for last indeed, way Spiral. Right. Or Spiral. For well, the I, I surprised so you wanted to do this because it came out so long ago. Um, I was well, like surprised well, well the reason being is that it was available online because not, not, just, not just that um, you know, cinemas are closed now because of this, um, of this lockdown that we experienced you know, in Trinidad and Tobago. But yeah, I, I would not have gone cinema to see this at yeah, all. Exactly. At, at all. And reason being, just to talk quickly, um, is the series that it's based on, right? So basically, this is a soft reboot of right. the Saw series, right? And at a point in time, I actually rated the first Saw as one of the best movies of the 2000s, right? Over time now, I kind of realized, well, not really. It's actually one of the best horror films of, of the of the 2000s, like, no doubt, right? It was really good, low-budget, um, I should say, yeah, well, not even micro-budget, but just low-budget filmmaking. Um, the, the tension that it was just, you know, um, it just kept you on edge, man. And um, it delivered on the blood, it delivered on the gore, and, you know, it just introduced the world to a new villain by the name of um, Jigsaw, this serial killer yeah. who, you know, basically puts you in, like, these really deadly traps and kind of forces you to make a choice. So, you basically have to suffer, basically go through pain to make it out. But if you don't, and there's a time limit, then you die, right? right. But the idea, and I'll bring this up in the review itself, is that if you come out of it alive, you kind of learn something about yourself because Jigsaw yeah, just... chooses his victims carefully and it's yeah, always about, like, oh, okay, well, you're a scummy guy and blah, first, blah, blah. Listen, so, how you have to think, right? Listen, the first film, it kind of get away with that, but the, the, the sequel's total nonsense. Like, total. I, I know, I know. That's yeah. what I got to get to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the sequel's, however... All right, so there's 
there's there's six sequels and then there's the Jigsaw film, right? Right. I stopped at Saw Five. Right. I was I was patient. I, with, I right? stopped. Like, like, I stopped at Saw Two. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> yeah. I I can I couldn't tolerate it. Like when I heard Three was bad, I was like, no, like forget it. Yeah, and here's the thing, right? Um, because these shows are coming out every Halloween, right? Because the way how Lionsgate was doing this is like, well, we're not really gonna give you that big of a budget, though. Like, yeah, exactly. Twilight was getting more money, right? But the yeah. idea was, look, we we want to crank this thing out every year. We want to build a cult family. No, it, is, it, this. Was, it, it was it one it one of the there's when people started really figuring out, like at least rediscovering, I should say, the idea of good tune over it. You know, right. that, this is yeah. one of the films that did that. Um, exactly. You know, yeah. The Friedberg and Seltzer films also was kind of doing that, right? Those those really shitty yeah, films, yeah. Those, but it, those god awful parody films. But, yeah. but they made money. That is why they keep making them. Like yeah, because that, they, that, they that's true. Money. Yeah. Right. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right. This, this, so franchise was one of the first. The new Halloween was at the time. You drop it, crank them out. You know, next. And exactly. It, it, it and that's how it is, right? Yeah. But because of that, no, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to tell a story, right? And the story just wound up being centered on Jigs- the Jigsaw Killer himself, right? And just the legacy that he he left behind, right? Because, yes, he has a terminal illness, and then I believe is in the third one or something like that, or the fourth one, he dies. I believe it's in the... In the, in the, um, the I believe it's that, right? I think it's yeah. the third one. Because the third one was this backstory, and we got to yeah, understand yeah, yeah. why That's he became what he was, right? Yeah, which was really, really unnecessary, right? But... The reason why people went to see these shows, yeah, it's just it's to see the traps, right? Just to see yeah, yeah, how nice far these, these 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 directors could push that R rating, and yeah, like that, like the this, the the Venus fly trap trap in particular. I think it's, I forget which which film it was. I think it was two. That will go to as one of the most iconic ones, just off just off the the look of it alone, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, it just kind of and of course the big twist, like everyone. Each each film ends with a twist, right? I mean, oh well, while all this was going on and the cops was investigating this, oh the killer was doing all this instead, and then he just play that dun 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 dun. They play the team song and like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and then they just give the twist like, okay, well, all right, yeah. First one worked, like it totally worked. Like I I love the twist in the end, but then with the 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 subsequent sequels, it just got more. And more annoying. So even when Jigsaw finally kicked the dust, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, kicked the bucket. Sorry, he had a disciple. You know what I mean? That disciple yeah, no, was, was someone who escaped the traps. And right. What the reason? He, yeah, he or she understood more because... about life, and yeah, he was yeah, yeah. carry on the tradition. And I was like, I believe this this was around the time when four and five dropped. So when five hit, I was like, all right, I done. This is yeah. shit. Forget. I done. So I skipped six. I skipped seven. I remember. Well, Jigsaw, you know, the spin-off came off after. But at that time, I was like, I, I just I just don't care, right? And last thing I'll say before, your quick thought in the, in the franchise, right? It pretty much helped start this this subgenre called, what I call um Gorno, right? Some people call it torture porn. I call it Gorno, right? Um, yeah. Although I make the argument that Hostel did it way, way, way worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. right. yeah, where it really did feel like, Oh, you just have you just have to have a hard on for people getting tortured to enjoy this, and, I, right. and that's not my kind of shtick though. Like I don't get off of seeing people getting suffering through pain though. But for me, what made the first movie work and why the the other films kind of fail is the whole who done it, the mis the yeah. murder mystery right. aspect about it, and right. just really keeping you on your toes when it will happen next, right? And it was it was it was effective. It, it worked right, but just the other ones just 
kind of lost their way and it just became just excuses to show characters in these traps and being tortured and trying to survive and it just kind of lost the the, the the heart of what the movie was about you know <laughs> for better foods right but yeah quick thoughts on just the well the 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 well okay i should say the two saw that you saw and how you just feel about the series as a whole even though you haven't seen the others yeah um for me okay so the only reason i catch up or familiar with the franchise is because this guy, um, Adam, um, YMS. Oh, yeah, what <laughs> YMS did a, he did a run through. I started to watch the dope. I was like, I, I, my problem is that I feel like, like, I feel like I had to watch those films to understand it. But I was like, because of the stuff that he bring up, because literally, the, the like, the, you'll be in Saw 5 and you'll see something, but it yeah. contradicts something that happened in a show yeah, before yeah. that. I was like, okay, and I didn't no, know, I didn't okay. know. Until watching, I didn't know that the franchise really went off the rails like it did. Because why thought it would have just been it would have just been like crappier, see, crappier breakdowns and crappier versions of the first one. I like the first one is genuinely great, right? Love it, you know, great, great, great. Thing. I'm not a big horror movie person, but it worked. Um, you know, Jigsaw as I introduced film was great. The second one was so much shit and such a letdown. I was like, now, nah, but this can't get like if the second one is so much shit, it can't get any better. Like a Cassie get any better. This is some Transformers nonsense, and. Then I was like, well, I'm going to take it in. So I, I was like, double, I, I was like, hey, three coming out. I'm going to watch it for Halloween. You know, I have nothing else to watch. And then I heard it was really bad. I was like, and at the time, I had no money. And I wasn't going to, and this is before piracy on the internet was a thing. So I wasn't going right. to do that away. So I was like, you yeah, go see the movie. The theater, I didn't have any cash in the time. I, like, I ain't going to see it. Fuck it. Like, I didn't, well, I didn't have enough cash to worth spending my cash. And yeah, that's it. Um, I couldn't really get into like the franchise as it was. I didn't want, only watch the YMS breakdown. Recently, Mr. Sunday did a whole breakdown too. But uh, okay, okay, I'll, I'll yeah. look for it. Yeah, yeah, but because I just really do, I just don't want to. I, I just, I just don't have the time and the patience to watch through those shows. Like I didn't yeah. even like watch over any Saw films, right? Yeah, prior to, to yeah. watching this, so yeah. why should I? Right? Yeah, exactly. And I have so that, no intentions of watching Jigsaw at all. Like, yeah. uh, sorry, I just don't. It's, it's a franchise that, that they'd learned the turnover rate, but it, it's, the, the, the creativity suffer. Like, real suffer. So it was like, yeah, moving on. Yeah, and, and speaking of moving on, um, this is where James Wan, you know what I mean, got his break. And, well, yeah. he, he's moved on to bigger things, right? So, yeah, that's just the country yeah. universe, but that's an actual talented filmmaker. He is, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, right? So... Now for Spyro, right? So the funny thing is, like, I, I learned this happy fact. So so Chris Rock, like, really, like, because, yeah, it stars Chris Rock, right? Like, um, he, he actually, like, really wanted to get into the horror, horror genre, right? You know what I mean? So it's not just comedies and dramas, right? He, you know, he want to do, he, he want to do a little horror thing, right? You know? Right. Probably inspired by, by Get Out, right? And the success that Jordan Peele have or something. And apparently he met someone from Lionsgate and he pitched him this idea so it's like, okay, okay, so Chris Rock interested, okay, they get him on board. But the catch is, well, you know, because it's Chris Rock and because, you know, he's he's he, he's an icon by now, he had to be in the show, right? You know, for this thing to sell. And to be fair, right, to be fair, this is actually probably the first time outside of, say, um, Carrie Yules or, um, oh gosh, Danny Glover, who in the first, first film, where you really have like a big E-list actor, you know, um, help in your film, now, basically. Help in the saw film, basically, right? Um, so yeah, so basically, oh yeah, so not just him. Um, Nick Fury himself, Samuel Jackson, right? 
Yeah, he he understood. That was which, the, which, that was which, which catch me by he, surprise when I saw it. Like, the, the only thing that was interesting about this for me is like it gets some shockingly big names for it now. Yeah, like, Ma- okay. Ma- Max Mangella and all too. Like, what? Yeah, right. What? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so <sighs> what is this about, right? So Chris Rock plays Detective Ezekiel Banks, right? He calls himself yeah. Zeke, right? And basically they try to do the whole Serpico thing where he try he call out some crooked cops back in the days, right? And yeah. the people at this, you know, the department kind of do like he had because, you know, oh, you a snitch and you a rat, blah, 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 right? And he is aware, though, he, he, he eventually becomes aware of this new series of um, jigsaw-like murders, right? But they, they assume, basically, it's a copycat killer. It is a copycat killer, right? Because, yeah, Jigsaw's dead, right? Um, it actually opens with a, a pretty pretty gruesome death actually involving a guy and his tongue being you know being clasped uh you know this this basically like this blades being um clasped onto his um his his tongue basically and he's suspended over like the this this um this tunnel basically with the subway basically so he has to free himself or else he um he gets hit by the train the subway train and you pretty much know how that ends right but the catch is, is that the guy who gets killed was a cop, right? So yeah, this show is basically making cops be the victims now, right? So it's nobody, no, no other citizens in the in the in the in the town. It's all cops, right? So you can kind of tell where the show goes, right? Um. So yeah, so eventually other cops just keep getting killed, right? So conveniently, while all this is going on now. Um, another deputy by the name of William Schenk, who is played by Max Mangella, um, shows up, right? And yeah, you know, we typical cop cliche shit. I don't want a partner, you know what I mean? I work alone, and why do I, why do you give me a partner, right? Speaking of cliche, they even have the cliche angry boss, the, yeah, the okay. angry captain, right? Um, but a woman he, has, he has a woman this time, right? Yeah. Um, uh, a, a Latina, you know what I mean? Woman. But it doesn't matter because, you know, it's 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 the same old scene, right? Oh, you're a poor excuse for a cop, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, then, and then you're badging your gun, you idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah all that, right? Yeah. And then even Zeke himself is is just so unlikable at this point because, you know, he's going through a divorce. And, right. you know, he's telling uh, Max's character, you know what I mean? Oh, don't expect to, to have a long-term marriage when you're a cop. And I'm going to tell you why, blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, gosh, like we get, right? But, yeah, basically those these two just kind of ride around town, basically trying to investigate these murders. And, yeah, it's just cop after cop going. And then it even, well, oh, yeah, forgot to mention to Samuel Jackson, please, Zeke's dad and... There's a backstory involving him trying to expose crooked cops as well too, and it's kind of like his son intervening, and that's the reason why he he get singled out as his ratner, right? And yeah, you know it 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 all kind of leads to what went on there, and I'll stop right. So yeah, um, good, and it's good, right? The good is it's very 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 well made, like compared to the the well the the, the saw films that I saw. Um, this one really felt like they put money into it. Like this yeah. looks really, really good. Like it, you know, it's not the, the low budget stuff. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a far departure from what we got before, which makes sense because you know this didn't come out for Halloween, and I don't think that we're gonna be getting sequel after sequel out of this. Like, please, dear God, I hope we don't. But yeah, I mean, because we don't have to worry about putting these things out annually. You know what I mean? They could put some some money, right? So it looked good, right? So that's how you get 
guys like you know uh, Chris Rock and you know um, Samuel Jackson being this right. Speaking of Chris Rock now, his character by wow. So <sighs> because it's Chris Rock, and you, you kind of know going in that it, it had to be this way, but they just went so off the rails with this thread. He could just be a cop in the show. He also had to be a comedian as well. I'm not saying as a character. I hear, I, hear, I, mean, I hear that was the problem. I hear yeah. he's dropping, he's doing the stand-up. Yeah, he has to drop jokes. Jokes, 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 jokes. Ever so often. When he comes into the show, he's dropping this whole comedy bit about Forrest Gump, man. You know, yeah. all this shit that he had to do to impress this girl. And any time she had up gay with him, she had AIDS, right? That's a joke. Ha, 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 yeah. right? Yeah. And... What if he's not dropping jokes? He's being an asshole. He's being a dick. You know what I mean? He's shouting at his peers because, oh, y'all don't trust me. Well, fuck you and all that kind of stuff. And it's just that true out, right? At at times he does kind of dial it back and you know tries to be you know normal, right? Tries to you know act and be dramatic and all that kind of stuff, right? Which leads to another problem. And to be fair, right? I mean Chris Rock, right? We 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 love him as a as a comedian and all that kind of stuff, right? But when he tries to, when, when he's going for dramatic dread, he just so overacts it, boy, it, it comes off as just unintentionally funny. Yeah. And particularly, like, with his facial movements, like, he will just, like, I don't know, like, twist his mouth a kind of way or open his eyes a kind of way. Like, he just kind of slightly distorts his face a kind of way and is meant to be dramatic, but it just looks so laughable, boy. You know what I mean? And it's just like, dude, like, why like why are you trying to force the drama or just just be natural right this is what samuel jackson does you know what I mean? like there's moments where he is angry where he is dramatic where he will you know he will be crass as well too because it's samuel jackson but he's being himself he's not over thinking things he just he just he just delivering the performance right but Chris Boy, I feel I, I, I feel it's because there's like an added pressure on him because you know it's the it's the it's his first entry into horror, right? He just has to go out of his way to to try to convey these emotions, right? Like, dude, just dial it back. Okay, every time he just doing it, it just comes off laughable. This comes off like he just like you know, and you know, you can make the argument maybe it's the director who who should have like um helped him out though. A director, by the way, he worked on a couple. Uh, actually, he worked on um, uh, actually saw two, three, and four. The new ones that I, I actually did see, right? right. But yeah, though, like I, I felt like I don't know, maybe it's bad direction or something like that, or maybe it's just Chris trying to show how dramatic he, his range could be. Right. Yes. But it just looks terrible, right? Was the last movie he did that he was, he was trying to be serious? That movie where he was kind of doing the Woody Allen thing. Was it even that movie again? Um, oh gosh, should I forget where it was though? But I know you talk about. It. I know you talk about. It. Yeah. Right. Um, the one where he's the comic, but it's not a comedy; it's a drama. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, was it? What is this way? Take something, not take two or something like that. Perfect. I can't remember the yeah. name, right? Yeah. Um. Also, this whole idea of him with a partner and them driving through the streets and investigating murders. Seven again, and the yeah, show as right. a whole just feels like this '90s ripoff of you know of murder mystery shows, like like Seven for example, right? Like just this year we got the little the little things, which was trying to go for Seven, right? That's with um with with Rami Malek and and Denzel right, Washington. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. get this thing again, right? Um, as far as he kills themselves, right? Like to be fair, right? The show is 
gory, right? Like, it, it is gruesome, right? But unfortunately, though, it's not scary. And the reason being is that there's no tension to these things, right? It's just, yeah. you see characters suffering and, you know, like, body parts being ripped off or whatever it is. But there's no sense of tension. Like, there's urgency, yes, but there's, ten- there's no tension, right? Right. And here's the problem, right? This is going to be coming off as a fan of, of Saw. But for the, the, the ones that I saw, right? Here, the ones that I saw, haha, right? In terms of the, the, the traps themselves, like, even though there was a time limit, right? There was a possible way for you to escape, you know? It's just how far you willing to bleed to go, how how much blood you willing to shed to escape, you know. That's really what it is. So it's just a matter of your mindset at the moment. How far you willing to go? If you wanna lo- if you willing to lose a leg to, to escape, okay, cool. If you just have to think on the fly to escape, that's what it is, you know. But with these with these traps though, there's none of that. It's just all right. Oh, there's a chance you can make it, you know, but it's just so slim dread. So literally there's really no way out of it. Characters will suffer. But even if they try to escape, there's really no way out of it, dread. So they just kinda die trying to escape. And it just kind of lessens the the the, the, the tension. Uh. And then I I feel like to me this kind of betrays the you know what Saw's about, right? Um which literally is, yeah, how much blood it will it to um shed to survive, right? But this one is just like, no, we'll give it a, a small chance, but it's too small, Dredd. So characters just die, and this, it just kind of happens. It's just like, okay, well, I don't really care. They just die. It looks horrible, but I just don't care, and I'm not scared at all of this, right? And before we get to read it now, I have to get into spoilers for this one, right? There is a twist to this. And I won't lie to you, right? So, okay, so before before we get to that twist, right? There's moments, because of the humor, right? Because of the Chris Rock humor, right? There's even a moment literally involving him trying to find some drug dealer who may be involved. And he, he brings up, this is some New Jack City shit right yeah, here. Right, right. I was just like, ugh. So we have a moment, as, we, as we've seen in like, you know, most 90s films or films in, involving drug dealers, where the character has to do like a, a, a drug buy and or a drug sell or whatever it is, right? And it leads to the character busting through an apartment door and trying to fight down the guy and having them at gunpoint. I'm like, wait, this is still a horror film? Are we watching a crime thriller? What's going on here, right? But we have that, right? So yeah, the, the show is so poorly toned, right? So you'll have gruesome violence, right? And then you have drama and then you have humor. Then gruesome violence, then drama, and then humor, right? So it just it just does not fit at all, right? But I would lie to you, the twist at the last 10 minutes of the show had me laughing. It is some it is probably the dumbest twist of anything I have seen in a hurry, right? So wow. I have to spoil this, guys. I mean, yep. I, I'm sorry, I but you can kind of go to the end and I'll tell you what the retail is. But I had to spoil this trip because if I don't, you wouldn't understand why it's so funny, right? So I'm moving quick. So actually, the killer was Max Mangella's character. Da, 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 duh. Of course, it was him, right? You're right. And the excuse is, is that he was a kid way back when, when uh, Samuel Jackson and a young Chris Rock at the time were in doing this case that involved this crooked cop. And in the process, um, Max's dad got killed, right? So 
from from since 12 years old according to him right his quest was to get back at the same crooked cops who led who who caused his father to get killed right 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 so he picked the cops one at a time right and he killed them off right even even the the the, the captain was involved too and she got killed in a, in a really gro- gross way as well right but the last person is of course samuel jackson's character right so he is suspended on like uh wires right and you know they, they bring up this thing and the, oh my god right so remember in the, in the old films you have the the um the sort of uh puppet character kind of thing the kind of you know um kind of weird little yeah. puppet character who's been riding the bike thing but they, they, they kind of do a weird version of that but it's actually like a puppet on a string so they do the whole puppeteer right and he actually brings it up and it's like oh remember earlier when you say puppeteer thing blah 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 right so they do the whole you know um sort twist where we have to show back moments right and oh remember we see this hard right and all that kind of stuff right to some people they would see the twist coming a mile away but i was like okay i hope with a movie like this they don't do some some dumb shit like this and they actually do it right so the trap basically involves um well basically it's it involves the you know um ezekiel and his dad right so ezekiel have a choice he can either go again he could try to stop max right or try to save his dad right but max so so max at first saying well sorry so william i should say basically say you know you could join me man and we could get rid of all these crooked cups man and all that kind of stuff right but you know ezekiel eventually said you know what here's what i i had to see my dad right so yes it's a fist fight takes place and in the elevator and the fight all that kind of stuff but at the same time though the SWAT team shows up right so the SWAT team comes up the tension building up and all that kind of stuff right and samuel jackson's characters it's like you know what don't worry about me go and stop him and all that kind of stuff there because he actually is safe right he actually got shot from one of the wires right but then as the police shows up though because they, they're trying to saw the way basically into the into the room the kill room basically the wires reactivate again right so samuel jackson is suspended again right so by the time now that um that 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 chris rock realized what's going on now he leaves max now and he runs inside the room now to try and save his dad right. at the same time now the swat team comes in now and they have well they, they aiming at him now they aiming at, at samuel because they don't know what's going on right and then now because the way how he's suspended it looks like he's standing up now like he's on the ground right but he's standing up right and then attached to like to the side of his arm now it has something like a, a little object that looks like a gun right so because his hand his arm is suspended on wires now his arm lifts up now and the SWAT team look at it like oh my god he has a gun fire and they shoot at him and all this going on now with the saw music going on and then right. this ends with with, with Chris Rock going no and all that kind of stuff there the reason why I was laughing at this, right? So for one thing, the twist is so bad, right? And just how they just detail it, this yeah. had me in stitches, right? But they had the balls, right? To throw a slight little Black Lives Matter oh God, yeah. reference yeah. here. Yeah, because, oh wait, it's not just a black guy. It's a black guy with a gun. Yeah, Let's yeah. fire at him. Blacker, 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 blacker. And it was so off-putting, boy, and it was so shoehorned. I just couldn't help but laugh. It was one of the funniest things I have seen, and there's no reason behind it to it. They just aimed at the guy because, oh my god, are you the killer? Huh, huh, huh. But like, you don't know, and the man literally yelling, it's not me, it's not me, or whatever, or basically tell his son, run and all that kind of stuff, right? 
But as soon as homie lift the arm out, you see, oh, he has a gun. Let's kill him. And it just ends there. And it, it kind of makes you think that, oh, maybe maybe this was what Chris Rock had in mind in terms of, oh, let's have let's re, let's reinvent the Saw franchise. But but here's what we're going to do. We're really going to touch on police brutality. And we're going to touch about, you know, crooked cops and <clears throat> how they get away with murder and all that kind of stuff. Because at the heart of it, that's really the point of everything, right? But you now have a character who's seeing, well, I am a cop, and I work my way to becoming a cop now. And now I'm going to kill cops and be a killer now. And, you know, now my plan is basically to go and kill every single crooked cop in this city, right? Because I'm Jigsaw now, right? It, it just makes no sense, right? The way how I describe it is not as funny as all that, right? But it's one of those things that if you suffer through the movie, which I highly suggest you do it, because of how serious, I think this is the reason why. Because of how serious yeah. the play, it, 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 take it, it just it, it takes itself so serious. It's laughable. I I probably would have been if I saw this in theaters, right? I probably would have been the only man laughing at this shit. Like swear to God. But Ricardo, trust me, it is one of the funniest things you will see all year. I would actually recommend watching that show. Watch it yeah. from start to end, and tell me if that scene. Is not intentionally funny to you, Dread. Right. Because they shoot horny whole um, Black Lives Matter thing and make it even funnier, in my opinion, Dread, right? But as a whole, yes, folks, this 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 is some bullshit, Dread. This is some That's terrible true. shit, right? But because I want to see the load and how serious they play it and how I was just laughing at it, this for me for the reveal of who the killer is to the end. Even when, when credits rolling and you hear 21 Savages so which by the way. It's a decent enough song because they actually work in the, the sorting, the sort team in it. Yeah. Because it's 21 Savage, right? The, 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 the song dope, right? Not the greatest song ever, but dope, right? We'll lie to you, even when that song was playing, I was laughing. I was laughing, Dread. It was so, so bad. So because he ended, make me laugh, I have to give this a one and a half out of five stars. Right, right. That shit is cree, right? Yes. It, it, like, it is one of the most unintentionally um, hilarious things I've seen um, this year, though. And I would say as a whole, this film is one of the most unintentionally hilarious movies I've seen this year. It, it borders on so bad it's good, Trent. This is going to have a long... This is going to have longevity for sure, Trent. Um, it's particularly right. us down here with our bad movie lives. Um, bad movie lives, sorry. But yeah, this is one of those bad movies that you just had to watch shit face dread and yeah. you're just gonna be laughing at, at how serious they take themselves because yeah they really take things serious here but in the worst ways and to be fair the, the soft franchise always did that boy but because you want to add the social context to things and try to be contemporary it just it just makes it look so painfully awkward dread. um and as I, I, I mean sorry to to to, to christian like i know he really wanted to to make his name known with this way. But yeah. the idea of making this thing this yeah. 90s murder mystery, yeah, you know, that's the problem. Body it's cup throwback thing, yeah, just exactly. didn't work at all. And um, it clashes yeah, so much, movie. sorry, it clashes so much with this gruesome violence, which admittedly, and I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm a jaded motherfucker, maybe, but none of this just, none of this did anything for me. Like, yeah. when, when it was a thing back when the first movie came out in like, what, 2006? All right, okay. Sorry, 2004. It's like, all right, yep. well, sorry. 2003 or 2004. I think it's 2004. Like, all right, okay. But now in 2021, it's like, yeah, you know, really, Dread, like, none of this worked for me, Dread. So, yeah. yeah, 
unintentionally hilarious. This was a terrible movie. I can't even recommend this if you are a fan of, of the Saw series. But I, I guess if you are a fan, check it out though. But if you're looking for something new or some kind of fresh modern take on this, no, okay, you're just going to get just 90s throwback copy um, buddy cop bullshit with murder mystery I just this terrible terrible twist man so yeah skip this one yeah as in the movie I try to remember it's top 5 uh, yes same, top 5 same pro- yeah. right same problem is that he tried that thing but it, it already dated by then so it just come across as derivative uh, yeah you had to jump jump the jump the um, you had to leap the frog as they say if you want to get ahead <laughs> and stuff so whatever exactly uh, yeah. I, I don't know if this could be the last of, of, of seeing Chris Rock do a horror I think it should be <laughs> Right. Uh, but I really hope that this is the last we see of of this franchise, but because, I'm uh, sorry, this 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 died years ago, and this yeah. was when the franchise was still going on. It was dead, right? Yeah. Just they even killed Jigsaw and tried to figure out ways to make the story go on, and it yeah, was, it was mess, dead. Yeah. It was dead already, dread. Yeah. And this is another reminder of why this franchise should just stay dead, dread, in my opinion. Okay. Well, speaking of horror. Well, okay, so you give me a rating, one, one and a half out of five. Uh, well, just I guess I just read this news now. Speaking of horror, uh, Tales of the Hood host, Clarence Williams III, has passed. Uh, yes, yes, okay. I, I saw that. Um, yeah. Well, prior to us meeting up here. Yeah, um, for me, he will always stand out as the, you know, the, the host of, you know, the cult classic, and I stand by that. Yeah. Tales from the Hood, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I'll always love his, welcome to hell. You know, motherfuckers. I just know about. I know about. My the, the joke is. I know about. Was he, he was the one of the bad guys in, in Dave Chappelle. Remember that weed movie he had? That stupid weed movie. Half oh, ha, half big. Yes, he was in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, he was in that. Yeah, he was in that. Half big is a cult classic too, but it's, I, it's, it's a, it's a, a four twenty cult film. Yeah, it, it's a movie I call. It's a it's a movie I call. Uh, why why is call it boy? As make the joke. Um, it's it's I am fourteen and this is funny. That's what it is. I am fourteen. This is funny movie. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? It's you know it's a product of its time. Yeah. It's ninety-eight humor, but you know, if if you're into stoner comedies, yeah, watch that. But yeah, I mean Clarence Williams the third one. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard that news, like I said. Um didn't know that he was in the original Mod Squad series. That's a show I really Mod Squad, yeah, watch. yeah. I remember that show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, like he he just like I know he just started so much films, man. Right. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean, just just another loss. Um, I do, I will make the effort to seek out, you know, more films that he starred in. Not just Tales from the Hood, because I saw that numerous times. But yeah, man, I mean, rest in peace to Clarence Williams, he too, man. Yeah. All right. All right, so with all that being said, Ricardo, where can we find you online? Up at RMDDY on Twitter, at RMD on Twitter. Then type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook, uh, at RMD in Twitch. And then uh, started a Wattpad account. <laughs> for some reason. Right. Uh, but right, so the purpose of the Wattpad account is just me dumping on my, what I call it Monday morning quarterbacking series. Uh, it's just me just what I would have done instead for a lot of shit. So it's like, right. oh. That, let, let, let that be the title, please. Yeah. Monday morning quarterbacking. Well, it's, it's, just, called MM, it's, it's just called MMQB. The MMQB series. <laughs> Alright, alright. I got so you. I said, I got yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, what else were you? And I, I, hopefully, I might start a... Um, account soon all right i have a tiktok account but i don't do anything on it just nonsense well it's tiktok tiktok is always a time i hope it's that you just doing you know the trendy dances and you know lip singing yeah. other people rap songs well, and pop songs. well i'll say i'll say the only thing i did was the, the um the vano 2000 um trend which is probably the best trend the only adult swim trend 
So I strongly recommend listening to this dude, a guy called Subvano or Vano 3000 or Vano 3000, I'll show how to pronounce it. That man is a banger. He's like a new Mad Lib, you know, new break butt, you know, producer. Okay. I really right. producer. I really recommend right. I'm 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 a look out. I'm a I'm a seek out his, his, his stuff yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, let's take right. a just take a like a kind of new mad lib in a sense, right? You didn't do much enough, but he have a he have a uh we call it a this website that here that's kinda of barely put SoundCloud. You have a new SoundCloud and not bad, it's like oh, this man is fire though. Right. Okay. Yeah, well while while I'm not on Twitch or TikTok, um probably not ever. Well, more like he twitched more than TikTok, but um yeah. you can find me on Twitter. Uh just look for Baby Bailey. Instagram, you can find me at BS Beats and Bailey. Facebook, just look for my name, Machu Bailey, along with Illegally Black Blog, official fan base. We find the latest podcast as well as the ones that we've done over the past six seasons, including retrospect reviews. And there's uh, stuff to look forward to in the next episode uh, Loki, series for me. Um, yeah, 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 this, yeah, this in a couple yeah, right. of days. Right, so we, we back, we're back on the Z. We had zero reason for him to watch the Z <laughs> for a while. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, Lupin um, is wrapping up its first season, so we get the other five okay. episodes uh, this nice, Friday. Nice, so nice, nice. Yes, now, I, I, as someone who, who as someone who has not watched the first five, you have an excuse to just binge through the whole ten and enjoy it, which I will. I know I will. Right. Yeah, you see. Yeah, no, yeah, I I enjoy the first part of it. So cool. All right, right, right. The last thing, last um, a movie that I'm not too excited for, but because of the director um. I, I want to see it. Uh, that would be In the Heights. That is the, right. the newest, you know, film mu- musical, right? Uh, this is a year where we supposed to be getting a remake of West Side Story from Steven Spielberg. Right. Which I am um, shockingly not not excited for, but whatever. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I don't know why. I mean, I mean, I, I, as dated as dated as the first as the original one was, it's still a classic though. Like it went Oscars, Best Picture, Year and Shins, one of my favorite movies. So I don't know what new thing um, Spielberg bringing to the table. Like I hate the same songs, but. We'll see, but in the meantime, I I want to see um Lin Manuel's you know musical you know his right. his his Latin tinged you know uh, musical um I have a feeling I'm just gonna have a blast watching this. Uh, I feel, probably you know, gonna I, see the soundtrack as soon as yeah. you read afterwards. You know, yeah. I mean, I expect to enjoy it. It's just fine, and it'll just be less brown face. So like, like take it in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I I think this this could be like the the first true summer film, you know what I mean? Right. That you'll be seeing for for this year thus far, right? And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So what's good guys? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever it is. This was Matthew Bailey, huh? And we are saying off for the episode of BSB to Bailey. So to the next one, take care, stay safe, in and out, peace.